This week on the Pepcast, we're men. We're not afraid to say it. We love other men. One star, we're men. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Bamcast. Episode 369. Damn, we fine. Yeah. Let's talk about this one more time. We haven't talked about it before. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm Harlow. Mackie's not here. Oh, no. But I'm PJ. I'm Chuck. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. This is your part. And yeah. we're back. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. You get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot However, there are bad bad movies. Doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags and some douchebags after Twilight. And douchebags in general. Uh, yeah, so this is the wrap-up. Uh, the, the March to WrestleMania concludes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for we are out of March and... <laughs> we are out <laughs> we have run out of march <laughs> until next year uh and so we concluded it really the only way we we figured we could uh with the year oh, 2000s ready to rumble right it has all the wrestlers it, it it has all the wcw wrestlers you thought that last week's movie had all the wrestlers no no Mm-mm. this one this one all uh so very quick plot summary uh in case you don't know what this little thing is about <laughs> Two slacker wrestling fans are devastated by the ousting of their favorite character by an unscrupulous promoter. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, let's say the two wrestling fans are David Arquette and Scott Kahn. Mm-hmm. Or Scotty, Scotty Kahn. Scotty Kahn. Um, the unscrupulous promoter. We'll just go by what we've described so far. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, we'll say the, the their favorite character is King. Jimmy King. Jimmy King. Jimmy King. Played by Oliver Platt. Yep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Master Thespian Oliver Platt Weird And the unscrupulous promoter is Joey Pantoliano Somehow Joey join- Pants jo- Joining us for the first time on the Bamcast I still don't despite- believe that Well, I mean, when you look through his filmography There are several things we, we probably should have done mm-hmm. by now We just haven't I so. just feel like we've said Joey Pants on the show a hundred times Sure Well, it's fun to say Usually Joey in Pants. the second half Okay uh, I think it's almost 100% second half Fair enough Yeah Also joining the, uh, the party uh, is Rose McGowan mm-hmm. And yeah. uh Obviously, all the wrestlers, but uh, also it's a little bit of a surprise later in the movie. But Martin Landau, yes, Oscar winner. If, if you're joining us, <laughs> we spoil the movie, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good reveal Guess if what? you don't know Martin Landau's <laughs> in this movie. And I think that's why they push him so far down the cast. So when he shows up, it's like, oh shit, Martin Landau. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I we do. I mean, some people do. Um. Yeah. Then there's lots of other like wrestlers, bit roles. You know, people that you could name. Yes. Um, Ahmet Zappa. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh. All yes. right. I, I, I'll just go ahead and say it now. Historically speaking, mm-hmm. this movie is a comedy. And historically speaking, comedies make for odd first halves. Comedies we, make bad bed Because we like to make jokes. And all you can really do is point out their jokes. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's we, we knew this walking in. We were just like, all right. This- well, I didn't. I had no idea oh, okay. what was going oh, okay. on. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. True confessions time. Chuck and I have seen this back probably in about 2000. When it, this came yeah, out. I saw it in. I saw it in opening night. There you go. As as a monster WCW fan. I think I just saw it because I think I was seeing practically anything at that time. That's also the case. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
But, you know, some time has passed and here we are again. Yes, some time has passed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this movie, mm-hmm. it, it starts with, I mean, first it's like a whole like wrestling montage of like, here's why wrestling is great. And Scott Conn is like narrating the, the greatest wrestlers of all time story and all this stuff. And it turns out he's just talking to like three kids outside of a convenience store in bumfuck Wisconsin. I mean, it's Wyoming, Wyoming. Sorry. Yeah. Eh. One of those W. No. Nope. <laughs> Slight difference. All but right. Yes. Um, but yeah, and, you know, David Arquette is just sitting there drinking a Slurpee, not saying anything, reading a wrestling magazine. And, you know, he's preaching about the wonders of wrestling to nobody. And Ahmed Zappa, the, the convenience store guy, comes up and does the whole, like, you're stupid, grow up, wrestling's fake thing. Yeah. To which we get our first, eh, really kind of our only, like, complete leap out of reality where David Arquette has a brain freeze thanks to his therapy and imagines going inside and fighting uh, Ahmed Zappa where the convenience store turns into a wrestling ring. Yes. Um, Ahmed is joined by uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Uh which is awesome. Yes. And Mm -hmm. welcome uh, to the show, sir. Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, uh, David Arquette is joined by the king. Oliver Platt. You know, all in his mind because he wakes up from this. But I don't want to skip over. I'm just saying like, no, no, you know, there are. There aren't enough cinematic instances of Macho Man Randy Savage, and this is a this is a crime. Yes, um, it is a crime that that man never had like a Roddy Piper style career. Um, he so, needed to be like a police captain in a movie. Something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I think the thing is, is like his shtick was so good and so powerful that you can't. You could like put him in as like himself once, mm-hmm. like in uh, like he could get away with like a. I'm a nanny now movie like everyone else did, you know, <laughs> dumb thing like once where it's like, oh, these kids, you know, like that was like he could really only play himself in an awkward situation like a la yeah. Ernest, you know, it's like he has he has a character, you know, like he has Macho one man could have been as great as Ernest. I'm saying like, well, I know I know Jim Varney was not actually Ernest, but like the Ernest character was so strong that yes. everyone saw him and went, oh, it's Ernest. Right, right, right. That that's the same problem Macho Man had is mm-hmm. like he can't be anybody else where some of these guys can, you know, they have a strong wrestling personality, but they can be yeah. somebody else in a movie. Macho Man was Macho Man all the time. Right. That's going to get a decal on the back of my car that says R.I.P. Macho Man. You <laughs> could have been as great as Ernest P. World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's just it's a strong character. So <laughs> we've really only ever gotten him in, in this and like <laughs> Spider-Man playing yeah. Bonesaw, but which is basically Macho Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So. I can just get like his face and Ernest P. World's face <laughs> airbrushed on a shirt at the, at the Walmart They're in facing Athens, each other like Georgia. it's a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With halos. A match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my brain cannot stop thinking about this now that it's been said. Do you want me to break it? Fine. <laughs> like, I'm sure Larry the Cable Guy. Off camera is not that guy. Uh, I, I mean, know. he's probably pretty damn close. <laughs> I think he's on that jet ski screaming about Prilosec all <laughs> Maybe, time. whatever. We'll never know the real. <laughs> he probably sits at home and just reads like Noam Chomsky. And like, hey, this was a good year. Mmm, <laughs> 2015 Pabs Blue Ribbon. This is an excellent year. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I didn't see you here. Get it done. <laughs> yes. Get to that uh. I self did. <laughs> Accomplished. Oh, Accomplished thyself. <laughs> <laughs> Accomplished thy goals. 
And you were worried there weren't going to be any jokes. Right. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, we're in the first three minutes of this movie, so this is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's over. And I do uh, want to say that they there's an actual uh, wrestling ring in this convenience store that they've hidden amongst the, mm-hmm. the floor and the shelves. It looks like the, the mat of the wrestling ring yeah. looks like the checkerboard pattern on the floor, which yeah. is really good. So they're bouncing around oh, in sure, that, yeah. and it's it's kind of cool looking. But yeah, it's it's just dumb male fantasy wrestling bullshit happening and yeah and meanwhile he's drank the entire slurpee which was supposed to be for the both of them because yes. he's been in this brain freeze coma <laughs> and scott Conn's like i wanted some of that slurpee he's like oh i'll go get you some <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he doesn't have any money obviously because they're yeah. they're terrible uh, so yes. here comes one of my favorite dumb like there's a lot of <laughs> things that feel like extremely obvious jokes but they're delivered in such a way that it it works. David Arquette can deliver a line of dialogue. Uh, yeah, but I mean, several people do this throughout the movie yes. where it's like they just matter of factly say the only thing you can say and somehow make it funny. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I guess I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the review of, of this movie, but what it is incredible how often the jokes land in, mm-hmm. this, in mm-hmm. this movie. So like, like I am just astonished that we laughed as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, David Arquette is he's, his master plan is he is walking like he acts like he's going for his wallet. But he bypasses the boxers and he's like straight hand to ass. Yes. And walking in and Scott goes, why does it look like you have your finger in your ass? And he pauses just long enough and he goes, because I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then continues walking in. Yeah. And his master it. plan was walk to the counter and go, hey, there's something wrong with this Slurpee. Here, smell, smell. it. <laughs> and, and presents it to Ahmed, who reacts accordingly. Yeah. Um, like, oh, and he's like, oh, and it becomes kind of the extended like. You know, like, I don't even know what you call this this style of riffing. The, oh, it smells like, and come up with random yeah. thing that's off. You know, the thing like they did in Deadpool. I mean, it's been done a billion times. Don't tell me that's like, it's been done before that. I know that. Yeah. It's just first one that popped in my head where it's like, I'm going to run with how terrible your face looks and right. keep coming up with weird analogies. So they do that for a couple of minutes. And then he's like, how'd you drink this much of that? <laughs> and he's like, well, I tried to power through until <laughs> but the Asperries must have like settled it's on the bottom. The butt fruit. But, 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 all the butt yeah. fruit settled to the bottom. <laughs> so he gets them a new yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's the end of that. And um, then they come out and inform the little kids. They're like, Oh, well, first Ahmed Zappa comes out. Actually, I think he did that his very first thing. He walks into the scene and is like, I told you not to park your bikes here. I'm yeah. an asshole. Throw, the, throw your kids' bikes on the, on the floor. Yeah. So he's just establishing himself as a heel character yeah. for this movie. Um, so they walk out and inform the kids. Like, we've been telling you all this because we have tickets to go see Monday, Monday Nitro, Monday Nitro <laughs> in wherever. Cheyenne. Cheyenne, Cheyenne sure. At the Cheyenne War Memorial Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go and they have. They do. They have the shittiest seats. They do. Well, you know how like you sometimes buy tickets and they say obstructed view. Mm-hmm. This is obstructed sitting. Don't they go through a little day in the life? <laughs> yeah, they, they don't oh, go. Oh, yeah. right. oh yeah. that's right. That, yeah, I'm sorry. That's yes. the next day. This is Sunday night. Right. That sorry. they're hanging out. Sorry. The sorry. Because the next day they go to work. Because, yeah, first it, David Arquette's dad shows up. Who's like, uh, he's not even like the town sheriff. He works for like the state patrol. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's always hassling. I'm like, you know, again, like wrestling stupid. You're going to be a cop. You know, get a job. And he's like, I have a job. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we cut to their job which is they are uh, what do you call that they I mean, drive the the honey wagon yeah they clean the porta potties yeah mm-hmm. and suck out septic tanks. septic tanks yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're shit suckers yes um so they go to the carnival to clean out the shit well i think it was a construction site 
No. It was a carnival. It was a carnival. Oh, okay. Yeah. There were just construction well, workers slash carnies. Working on the, car- <laughs> working oh, on the carnival. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I just, there was yeah. the Because, you know, dudes come out and they're just like, woo, I worked at a jackhammer too long. I might have missed the bowl. Ha I, 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 I want to know, has anybody in the history of, like, I'm, how big of a dick do you have to be to be exiting the bathroom, see the person that is responsible for cleaning said bathroom, and make a joke about how you trash the bathroom. Happens. Especially when they've got a big fucking wand with poop that they could like. I will say it theoretically happens spray you in every city around the country every single day. Really? Of the year. I would. Yes. You think people are mean to the honey wagon yes. drivers? Well, not just. Like, I mean, like bathroom attendants, bath- bathroom everywhere, cleaning people, whatever. I have respect for those people. We are good people. Yeah, that's right. Most people that's are I not. Forgot, I forgot that we're good people. I just. I, I can't. I can't even fathom that. Like, I mean, I know there are multiple occasions at my office building where. You come. I mean, I'm not saying I'm like in there going like, "Woo!" It's a water willy back there. (laughs) I mean, like I use the bathroom respectfully. I see the cleaning person about to go in and clean it, and I, I am thankful. I'm like, and you make sure to flush that time, all, all every time, (laughs) all time, every time. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. But yes, these these guys. One of them being the dude from Mr. Show. I can't remember his name. John Ennis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's just like here's some more heel characters. Sort of just like I don't know. I, this is more just to establish that these two are fuck ups and no one likes them. Right. Because, yeah, they I will say one thing about this movie is like they constantly have background grossness mm-hmm. because they've got this. Not only is it like a, a honey wagon, it's a sh- like a really shitty old one. Like it it's is. all rusty and everything's dripping and leaking. Yeah, and we so learn it's it's what uh, Scott Conn's father James Conn. Yeah. <laughs> Left to him when he died. <laughs> James Conn sanitation service. Yes. Okay. He yeah. Gifted it to him when right. he died. So, hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's so old. Yeah. Cause like they do this thing, like he, he sets the, the shit sucker uh, to go while Scott Conn is using the, uh, which Scott Conn explicitly told him yeah, not to he do. Said, Don't do that. Or, or you're going to cause bad luck and King's going to get hurt tonight. He's going to get hurt. Um, but he does it anyway. And, like, I, I, nobody can hurt the king. I'm gonna suck but, your shit. <laughs> I mean, the, the best part about this is not like this is all establishing like yeah, they're they're doofuses. You mm-hmm. know, they're the dude where where's my car level of of intelligence. Mm-hmm. However, they actually bust out wrestling moves. <laughs> like <laughs> one of them gets pal driven, I believe, or or suplexed. Yes. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, one just picks up the other and suplexes him right there <laughs> onto the ground. Yeah. So. Because they're just kind of wrestling around, not right. really doing anything. But then one of them's like suplex, <laughs> and then they do it, and it's like, oh, okay, these guys are just fucking around yeah. all the time. So, but I mean, there, there's multiple opportunities of like them sitting. They they take many opportunities in this movie for them to be sitting, touching anything to do with the honey wagon, and yeah. then like wiping their face with their gloves. Yes, and, I mean it's just because they they drive through a restaurant and or restaurant, just you know, fast food place, fast food place, and Scott Con suite on whoever the the hot blonde who works at the Brittany. Yeah. And she wants nothing it's to do Brittany, with him. Bitch. But meanwhile, there's a, there's a perfectly cute brunette girl working in Mousy there. Brown girl. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't give her glasses so that yeah. you'd have the reveal of like, Oh, she's hot. Mousy yeah. brown haired girl. Yes. And she's just like, Oh, you guys going to see the wrestling? And they're like, like, she oh, knows whatever. wrestling. Yeah. She's not like the, oh, you like, the Oh, I like, you know, wrestling. Yeah, no, she's wrestling yeah, fan. She, she's tossing out like, Oh, what do you think is going to happen yeah. to this match? And they're just like, whatever. Um, but yeah, then they're sitting in the parking lot eating. And that's just behind them is just this pipe, just dripping shit mm-hmm. as they're eating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to which they pay no attention None. to. It. Yeah. It's yeah. just for our, Th- this, I mean, this movie has a lot of just like, haha poop, you know, right, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of that, uh, unfortunate 
but uh, yeah, then they basically go to the Monday Nitro. They drive. Yeah, they drive the shit wagon into town. Yeah, I, I think David Arquette has had another encounter with his dad, who's basically like, "You're." Oh yeah, he goes. Well, he, well, the first scene was like, "You're going to be a lawman, son. You should see what it's done for your mom and sister." Yeah, and so there's a point where he goes home, right? And they all draw guns on him, like every time he walks in the house, <laughs> and, are, and and they're like, "You can go have your stupid fun tonight, but you better be home by 11 because you've got the." You know, police exam tomorrow, or right. else it's military school for you, Ted. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, He's just like, uh, all right, whatever. If you can pull a gun on me, I guess fine. Yeah. Yeah. So then they go to the yeah, show. Yeah, then they go to the show. Um, which, like, uh, as I was saying, they have super obstructed, like, they have, like, literally a girder going through their seats yeah. <laughs> so that they're sitting scrouched you know right scrunched down it's like dumb but then like when it's main event time they just push their way down to the front row zero consequences and just yeah. get seats and, so, <laughs> and sit in them yeah we should this is probably the point we should we should point out that this was like produced by wcw like correct it, it, well is, it was produced by warner brothers aol time warner which owned wcw at the right. time so it was i mean this was officially sanctioned yes, like absolutely t- like tie-ins david arquette was in wcw like yeah so it's a it's a little strange because it's not fake wrestling organization. It right. is straight up WCW, and ninety percent of the performers are WCW yes. performers. Like so. even background, like the refs are actual yes. real refs yeah. and everything. Um, so it, it's just it's a little strange. It's like, hey, come to our shows. You might have sh- shitty seats. Like, come to our shows. Yeah, go ahead and break through. Like, it's just things that are happening in this movie are really weird that they let it go. Because oh, there's, that's yeah. not even close I mean, to how they're weird. also exposing the shit out of the business. Yeah, because sure. like they cut to backstage and you see uh, Diamond Dallas Page walking with uh, Joey Pants, who Joey Pants is the Eric Bischoff of this right. organization, who is the head the head writer, head booker, basically Side making note, the decisions. Bischoff got fired before yeah. they started filming it this, was be so him. it would have been probably <laughs> would have been him. But then, and oh, let's take this opportunity to use Joey Pants to make Bischoff look like an asshole, right? And they put him in like this, like long stringy hair wig, yeah. and yeah, him, like, it's braided sometimes, yeah. and then, like a. I mean, it, it, of, it looks like they gave him like the I, I'm balding, but I want long hair yeah. wig. Yes, because yeah. you never really see him without a hat. I don't think. No, there's, uh, there's one a couple time. times. Yeah. Okay. One time, I mean, he yeah, has, maybe two. He has hair. It's just it's that stringy, like, I look like I'm losing my hair, yes. long hair. Yeah. And, it, and then he's just got the shit. I mean, how do you even it's describe it? It's a fringed, it? it's not a not quite a fringed leather jacket, but it's like a Southwest-style Native American-ish. Yeah, yeah like beaded, snakeskin bullshit beaded jacket. jacket. Like, yeah. I'm an authentic Texican. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, I'm an authentic one of you guys. Yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Reminiscent but, of Bischoff's fringed ass jacket from yes. the entirety of his life. But he's walking with the DDP and he asks. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're calling out the moves. And like, they just come upon Booker T who's just standing there like listening. And they're just like, so what, what's the finish tonight, boss? And he's like, oh, uh, do I, we're going to let uh, King. King's going to go. Yeah, well, it was like uh, power, dri- Booker T. power driver into this and uh, yeah. off the top rope, crown him. You know, King yeah. wins as, as always, because that's the other thing. King's undefeated. Yes. Yeah, that, that's why they and, look up to him. And Booker T's like, mm hmm. Just and they they walk on by and then he's like, ducky, quack quack. <laughs> he's like hold up DDP <laughs> listen yeah, yeah this king's yeah. rain is yeah, over you know I told you I'd set you up one yeah. day tonight's the night tonight's the night so don't worry about it you can be taken care of so we're like well this is all very odd mm-hmm. <laughs> one that you're exposing the business and two you're setting up the head of your organization just to be the biggest shit but yeah and to have a title change hands on a house show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, no, I guess it is Monday night. It, it is a yeah. lot, and they did that shit all the time. Right. But still, everyone's making a big deal how it's not a pay-per-view, so it's just like, well, this is real right. silly. But So they start doing all the you know time to do the wrestling match, and Mean Gene is out there as the ring announcer, which, no, Mean Gene was not the ring announcer, but whatever. Um, and it's just like this just giant parade of every wrestler in the organization at the time is in the ring at some point for this like well they, like, they try to explain their like, posses you know like they, yeah. have, they come out with their complement of people like ddp has a weird not stable of actual w i mean they're actual wcw people but none of those people were actually affiliated with ddp at the time except oh, you're trying to bad, bad bigelow okay. yeah they're well, all I, other factions like conan is there and juventu guerrera and it's like i mean you know they're addicted to the you know to the faction angle around this time, I think. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, well, one big faction of these dudes. I mean, basically, it's like, here's the group of faces, here's the group of heels. That's all it is. Right. Because, you know, Oliver Platt has the King's Court, and he's got his people, too, uh, which is Mr. Perfect and uh, a couple other people. Yeah. Just Conan and and uh, Perry Disco Saturn. Inferno? Disco Inferno? No, Disco Inferno was not part of this oh, original sorry, screw sorry, job that's sorry. about to happen. Okay. I want do not be smirched. <laughs> Sorry. Disco Inferno. Sorry. Disco Inferno at some point, though, is like walking around backstage with a flaming cowboy hat yeah. and a furry flaming vest and flaming pants. I will say at that point, he was no longer Disco Inferno. He was Disco with a Q. Oh, like Cisco. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember back. Because when, that's when wrestling got yeah. real dark. <laughs> so, but anyway, so they're going to do this match and. You know, Oliver Platt comes out and he's just like, hey, look at me. I'm the king. And now I'm going to rap. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like part of his shtick is like he's doing this whole like, hey, I'm from Atlanta, y'all. I'm the king. Also kind of got an Elvis vibe going on uh -huh. and everything. But watch me do some run DMC. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, he kind of basically does King of Rock. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so all this, uh, this is like 10 minutes of setup for this. And then they start a wrestling match. And they're kind of just going through the motions and then i guess uh joy pants gives the signal to ddp mm -hmm. and ddp just starts really start like, shooting on him yeah <laughs> what <laughs> i mean not shooting him but no it turns from a work into a shoot yeah we're smarks in here i know i was <laughs> yes. i was trying to help some people and out work there. if you weren't aware of it a oh work. that was a stone cold reference huh <laughs> <laughs> that was not <laughs> I'm just trying to make this intelligible for 98% of the human population. It's not, though. Even watching it, you can't be like, what's happening I mean, here? Well, what they, what they've kind of done is they have established, though, that wrestling isn't real. That it's scripted. Yes. And then, how, and however, then they go, and our then, main characters believe it is. But yes. as soon as they go backstage, they're like, okay, here's the deal. So it's like the wrestling community of this movie has established that wrestling is fake, which... Uh, has the wrestling community in this movie they have uh, here's here seems like everybody's like just by discussing the finish the first time we see backstage wrestling is the when wrestling he, when he means the oh, okay you mean, means you mean the, the wrestlers yeah you mean the, yes. the actual Scott wrestlers Johnson. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was so, about to say the weird the magical thing about this is that as far as scott Kahn and david arquette are concerned they never stop believing it's not real and no. they're never exposed to that it's not real right it becomes real through their yeah, actions. Yes, right. That's the weird thing about that. That's the like magical fairy they tale thing of this is like join they, in on it and well, they kind of like I do believe in wrestling. You know, yeah. like it back into actual wrestling, like yes. an actual sport somehow. Because the whole thing becomes real 
as the movie goes on, but we'll get there because like, so DDP just starts murdering the fuck out of Oliver Platt and Oliver Platt is like, Hey, what? Why? <laughs> and Hey, y'all. <laughs> and then like all the bad guys get in the ring and start stomping all uh, Oliver Platt. And then all the good guys run out to stop it. And then the good guys start stomping the hell out of Oliver Platt. So they all just beat the shit out of him. And then page pins him one, two, three page wins the belt pages in this. Yes. Yeah. Nice. No. <laughs> so DDP is now champ and uh, Joey Pants gets in the ring and he's basically just like, you will never see that bum again. Get get out. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. You go on. And everyone's like, boo. And like David Arquette and Scott Kahn are trying to get to the ring at this point. Oh, they, yeah. are, they are incensed. <laughs> They're just. Well, as soon as he started getting, you know, whatever worked. Yes. Shot. Yeah. It worked. Whatever the whenever the screw shot job him. Yes. broke kayfabe, it was the Cheyenne then, screw job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Whatever the guys were beating up on them, that's when they were like immediately yeah. were like char- trying to charge the ring. Yes, it was a worked shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's it. And they drive home in their shit truck, and they are crying. Literal shit truck. And, and they, are, they're, they're blaming on allergies. Yes. <laughs> stupid, stupid Joey allergies. Pants allergies. Well, well, <laughs> stupid allergies. Stupid David Dallas Page <laughs> cheating allergies. Yeah. They're like, yeah, let your allergies out, bro. <laughs> to which Scott Conn just wrecks, wrecks the truck. Because he starts beating the steering wheel, yeah. which turns the wheel, and, right. that, and they go sideways. Mm-hmm. Which unleashes all the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Which there's, there's jokes happening in the truck, but yeah, but they, they come to a stop and <laughs> David Arquette basically says that raw sewage I'm smelling. Scott Conn's like, yep. He's like, I always like that smell. Yeah, me too. Smells like French toast. <laughs> dipped in shit. <laughs> well, well, Scott Conn goes, yes, it does smell like fresh French toast dipped in shit. <laughs> At which point his seatbelt comes loose because they're on the they're on their side. So like David Arquette, the passenger seat is against the ground and Scott Conn is still strapped into the driver's seat. His seatbelt comes undone. He just slides down and smashes the top of David Arquette. So cops and firefighters, they all show up to, to clean up the shit. And you're like, well, why is this scene continuing? What's happening? And then a semi truck starts coming down the road out of nowhere, not paying attention. And he's just like his not paying attention is because he's going, <laughs> what's that shit smell? Oh, shit. It's shit. And then it's, <laughs> hits the brake and just jackknifes into the wreckage to which he was hauling toilet paper, which all goes streaming out. <laughs> and they're like, well, <laughs> what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> which, by the way, then shit just gets dumped yeah, on yeah. everybody like yeah. everyone's literally covered in shit so mm-hmm. yep shit jokes shit jokes and eventually they clean it up and they are forced to uh uh yeah they're just like home. they're like hey sorry about your truck bye yeah <laughs> like thanks <laughs> officers and they're walking along dejected like oh well i i lost the only thing i had that was a semblance of a life in a business mm-hmm. david arquette's like i guess i gotta go be a cop and then all of a sudden he's like wait a second what, yeah. are, what are the chances that our hero loses for the first time in a spectacular mm-hmm. worked shoot yeah and then we crash the truck and the toilet paper truck he's like what are the odds this means something this is a sign mm-hmm. it means we got to go find the king <laughs> yeah, no we- it isn't and it doesn't <laughs> we got to go find record. the king let's go find the king are you with me and he's like uh yeah okay. how far is it to atlanta they don't go to atlanta first I thought that no, that's exactly no. Right. They go directly. They yeah, try well, to they go start, directly they, yeah, to Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, they get into the van with the nuns. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and they get into a van with a nun with nuns, <laughs> and uh, they sing Christian songs <laughs> for a while. Uh-huh. 
And they're like, oh, do you want to play some of your music? Mm -hmm. And they're like, do you know any Van Halen? And they're like, no. And then 10 minutes later, they're all singing Running with the Devil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jokes. Joyfully. Now, because the nuns are on their way to Daytona. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, judging by the nuns, they're probably going down there for spring break. Probably. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So unlike unlike most movies, Mm -hmm. they... This is their one trip. Like, like they get, they get, they hitchhike once and are there. It's like it's not like comic misadventures on the way. It keeps right. trying to be a road movie, but it never is. Right. That's what I mean. It's like <laughs> it's sort of like, hey, we hitchhike. Cool, we're there. Yeah. And you know, s- some jokes happen on the way, and they make jokes about the farting nuns because they're like, right. dude, be honest, how many times you fart in the van? And he's like, I didn't. Neither yeah. did I. Yeah. Oh God, farting nuns. But shit jokes. They just look. There's. They've been dropped off at like this gas station, and they look over, and there's a teenager guy playing the Jimmy King video game, which is just fucking terrible. It's the Shermanator. That's true. Yeah, it is. And you know, David Arquette's like, yeah, you like Jimmy King? Yeah, he's cool. We're just we're just dudes here talking about Jimmy King, aren't we? We're gonna go save him. Yeah. It's like, do you know do you know where he lives? And it's like, no, nah, I heard he lives in a castle, but I don't know for sure. I can find out though. <laughs> I can find out anything on the net. On the net, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, let's do some hacking!" And man, cut to <laughs> straight, straight to hacking, <laughs> straight to the Hello Kitty iBook. Yeah, blueberry fucking iBook with with the you know the dial up modem plugged in, mm-hmm. connecting to AOL or some bullshit, and pulls no, up like c- connecting to like hacker. Well, hacker world. Well, I, think, hacker I think there's a brief like beep, 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 we're sure. connected in, but then yes, the the browser is open to Hacker Planet or <laughs> Hacker, hacker planet. planet. Yeah. That's the website, Hacker Planet, and he's just like, almost got it. Yeah. <laughs> he just types in Jimmy King into the search bar. <laughs> I'm in. Like, here's up. an address for him. Yeah. <laughs> they never really established if it's, like, in Atlanta, outside Atlanta. I, I'm sure that kid probably lived in Atlanta. No, no, I mean, oh, you, where he lives? Where, where like, because they get the thing from Shermanator oh, and, right. like, go somewhere. Yes. And where they go is, like, this kind of shithole house mm-hmm. with, that says... Jay King or whatever, and Eunice, I think was his wife's name or something like Eugenia. that. Eugenia. Eugenia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, one of those weird EU uh-huh. names. Yes. Not European Brexit. Union, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> starts with the EU. Um, uh, yeah, and it's it's Caroline Ray, and she's just like, you know, just doing gross country hick thing. Like, yeah, I ain't seen that bastard for yeah. two years, and I got crabs. And you want to see him? You want to see him? And David gets like, fantastic. Like, yes, fantastic. <laughs> it starts moving in, like, let's start the show. And Scott Cod's like, no, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> and they, they <laughs> well, first they address, address her as Mrs. The, the King or the Queen. Yes, the Queen. Are you the Queen? Well, they say it really dumb first. It's yeah. like, are you Mr. The King, the Queen or something? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, eh. yeah. <laughs> like oh all right well but they they see a guy out back and they're like it's his son it's the prince it's the prince <laughs> <laughs> they talk to this guy he's like i haven't seen my dad in six months and if you're bounty hunters i'll tell you where he is if you give me half and they're yeah. like do you know where he is and he's like no nah. hell no <laughs> <laughs> it's like thanks yeah, and, 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 and his big joke is like you know she says something like he owes me for dental money or something like yeah. that and he's got like just awful braces covered his mouth covered in these terrible braces the wire on his braces is like a treble clef it's just (laughs) all over the place it's just like where the teeth are who the fuck knows but there's like one brace on the bottom teeth and and all of them are on the top teeth but the wires are just all over the place so it's like ah um but yeah so they they called shermanator back and they're like nah man that what what do you got he's like well i 
I know where his parents live. Yeah. He's, he supposedly has another wife and two illegitimate kids. Yeah. They're like, no, man, that's not King. That's not and, King. And they're having this conversation like, this is this is all this is all set up. Like they're trying to dis- <laughs> disparage. Their, dis- I don't know. They they keep saying words wrong, so it's throwing me off. But, right. But uh, yeah, they. <laughs> so they're on the phone with him, and then like just right off camera, just Shermanator's dad just starts yelling, "Get off the phone, you pussy!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, it starts with like <laughs> the, the, this was a running joke with him because when he was playing the game, he says something like. Hey, do you like whatever? And yeah. he offers him whatever stupid thing he's drinking. He's like, I, I do, but they make me they make me throw up. And my dad says only pussies throw up. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not a pussy, and I throw up all the time. <laughs> yeah. they Never explain. Look, they just look at each other like, like, all right, all right. <laughs> and so yes, when he's on the phone, agree to disagree, he's yeah. like, I got to talk quick on the phone because my dad says only, only yapping pussy. on the phone. Yeah, this is for pussies. And the best thing about this is your screen for <laughs> voice from off screen. Yeah. Go get off the phone, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> basically everyone in this movie has a horrible parent yeah uh-huh. oh yes it's all terrible yeah. but because like then they go to they go to jimmy the jimmy king's parents who are just like wait we ain't seen that scum bum in yeah. forever and 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 scott con's like no no hold up none of this is true you died in a plane crash and then he went to community college and took care of you and because they're, they, they're like he's dumb he dropped out you could have been a dr well baby david yeah, right. he dropped out in 10th grade and- yeah and they're like nah none of this is true so they leave there dissatisfied and called terminator back mm-hmm. and he's like well okay he he stole their RV and yeah, he had a police report yeah, or a ticket. Yeah, he's got a oh yeah he got, he got, yeah, he got a, tra- a traffic ticket yeah. and he gave this address. Here's the address. So so they eventually make it to a trailer park mm-hmm. uh, where King is living in a mobile home and they peek in the window. Not a mobile home, but like an RV. Yeah, they peek in the window and it's just it's just Oliver Platt in there and a dress and a wig mm-hmm. and they're just like and Elvis sunglasses. Yeah, and it's just like the King is a queen and they're like no no dude no there's got to be a reason for this let's find out. They never completely explain this. No, they don't. He says he's hiding. Yeah. He's in disguise. They do this whole thing where they're like, please, can we come in? And he's like, get out of here. Who are you? And it's like, oh, your fans get get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They're like, I just, you're like, I have $30, and he's like, you get five minutes. I, I just, okay, so we've established at this point that the heroes of this movie are two really stupid wrestling fans. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone, every logical adult around them is like, wrestling is stupid. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. They've established that wrestling is fake, which, so all the terrible adults who are telling them that are right, and then they establish that the hero wrestler of this movie couldn't be a bigger piece of shit, like, in every aspect of his life. Like, personally, so- I mean, it, I know this isn't the wrestler, but... I mean, come on. It sounds like real life. It's a very realistic movie. But it's a comedy! A couple of, a couple of dumb marks... People trying to tell him it's fake, and then shitty wrestlers being shitty, because <laughs> wrestlers are shitty sometimes. Maybe, but it just seems like, hey, let's promote our business well, in the worst way possible. It is, it is, and it's a movie that's intended to promote WCW. I know, but that's right? what I'm saying. It, it doesn't put it in yes, any good light whatsoever. Right, that's why it's so weird. <laughs> I, I, I have a theory on this. I was going to save it for the end, but I can do it now. I, I touched People on in the bit. wrestling world are crazy. I touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but this was the time period where... Everyday, everyday people, even people who don't follow it, started to understand how wrestling was fake. Mm-hmm. Not just that it was fake, but that like, no, you can get hurt. It's like a, it's a big stunt spectacular. But by by this time, everyone had turned into these smarks that kind of like understood like it's scripted. That yes, you can get hurt, but they know what's happening. Right. They know the outcome. Right. So like 
the world had come to the point where we'd accepted this. We'd had Beyond the Mat. We'd had we'd had documentaries where it's like you'd seen mm-hmm. what real wrestlers go through and the, and the shit and the pain and everything. So was this like subterfuge? <laughs> no, because by the end, I'm telling you, the marks are never brought down. No, I know. And they actually bring everyone up to fucking wrestling is awesome. Yes. Yeah, okay. And real. That, <laughs> right. That's what I'm getting at. Well, yeah. This is like, this is the I believe in fairies moment for this movie where it's like, okay. it gets back up to like, maybe all of that, but fuck it. When at the end of the day, wrestling is awesome. That right. is like the, the end moral of this movie. Okay. It's just, it seems at it, this point, it feels like a weird way to go, but really like I strange, said, cause... it's like, like I said, just think about the time period at this point, people had seen these, well, yeah. th- these things and, and, and enough stuff was out there where it's like, it was commonly known how it was fake, but counterpoint, oh. which isn't necessarily contrary per se, but, and this is PG 13 enough. Cause like the only people that were still in it were little kids. Little kids were still believing the mm. Santa Claus is a real thing, but they were like, "This is PG thirteen. Yeah. Everyone above this age is at a point like wrestling's fake. Maybe, and maybe well, we can turn them." Yeah. Well, they go from like these guys think wrestling's fake, or they think wrestling's real, to hey, no, wrestling's actually fake. But sometimes they do real stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they turn it into wrestling is real at the end. Right. That's what so I'm it's a it's a it's a we yeah. got swerved. Yeah, yeah we did. But, but we're, yeah, we're jumping in. Yeah. So Oliver Platt kind of, uh, they knock on the door and, and Oliver Platt kind of is like, hey, you, you kids from pharmacy, get on out of here. You know, and it's just, this goes back and forth for a long time. And finally they're like, we got 30 bucks if you'll just talk to us for five minutes. So he's like, great. $30 is my personal appearance fee. Get in here. So and, and this whole five minutes, he's basically just laying a load of shit on them. Like, right. They he's start, telling they, them like, well, my parents just died. They, they and- start realizing it by the very end. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, the best part is like he's laying this shit story on. I'm like, my parents just died. My kid's in a wheelchair. And Scott Con's <laughs> like, your kid's not in a wheelchair. And he immediately goes. <gasps> <laughs> that was so good. That's that's acting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oliver Platt has no business being no, in this he movie, doesn't. but he's so good. <laughs> Magnificent. <laughs> so he is just awful. And eventually, like, he's like, they're like, can we do anything for you? And he's just like, uh, you know, can we go on a beer run for you? And he's like, oh, fine. Here, take this ten dollars. Go get me beer. Uh, to which Scott Con is just basically like, dude, it's over. This let's guy's go. a piece yeah. of shit. Let's, let's cut our losses yeah. and take the ten bucks and get the fuck out. Of here. And David Arquette is like, no, the, now the king needs us now more than ever. So they go get him beer and they come back and they're they're trying to get him hyped. It's like, come on, don't you want to just take a shot at Titus Sinclair, who is Joey Pants' character? And he's like, yeah, I wish I could, but nah. Um. <laughs> they, they, they keep riling him up until finally yeah. he's just like, this has been nice and everything, boys, but get out of here. And they're yeah. like, but come on, one time, King, don't you want to do it? And he starts getting fired up until finally he's like, fuck it, I'm going to hit you guys. Yes. And <laughs> he kicks one of them across the, the trailer. Um, my favorite is he picks one of them up like over his head and runs them into because throws them into the bulkhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess that's yeah, what you yes. call it. Like the part of the trailer before you get to the cab part is just like bam up at the top. And they are loving the shit out of this. Yeah. And then they're just both there on their knees and Chaos. there's just a, yeah, crown us. Yeah. And so he does this thing where it's just basically Macho Man off the top rope. Yeah, the big uh, <laughs> axe, axe yeah. handle blow to the head. And just basically knocks him silly. To where they wake up the they, next morning. Well, they fall down with just stupid grins on their <laughs> yes. faces. Mm-hmm. Wake up the next morning. He's pouring beer all over him. He's just like, all right, all right you convinced me. Let's go do this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, okay, drive to New York. 
where the next WCW show is. And apparently they've made a plan along the way, which is, again, somehow they've, they've procured themselves a porta potty. And, well, they're and, in the business, so they probably know the lingo. Sure. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they're rolling like they've got sanitation uniforms on. And they're rolling a porta potty in, and King is hidden in there. They're Trojan porta pottying King, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and yeah. roll him in, and they're like, "We'll give you a sign when it's time to pop out." Yeah, just wait here. So, and, and it's like the movie's just like, "Well, let's have this crucial thing happen right outside the porta potty," which is well, first, so they get distracted by the Nitro Girls' locker room is open. Oh right, yeah, and they just stand there and just like hang boobies, and that's when Rose McGowan, who is the She's the lead Nitro girl, even though they don't say it, and they offer her that a promotion later. But she comes in, and, and David Arquette is just like, nah, and she's like, yeah, well, smile you later, and, you know, <laughs> goes in. And this is when DDP and Titus Sinclair come into the backstage part to, they're going to film a little thing for the show, a promo, basically, which is just shitting all over Jimmy King. So they start filming this promo, and Jimmy King is in this porta potty like, you know, a few feet away. And eventually doesn't like what he's hearing because he's just getting shit on. Now, he's not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. He's out of the company. Right. Like, this is not planned at all whatsoever. He explodes out of this porta potty with the toilet seat and just starts beating the fuck out of everybody with it. Now, yes. at this point, the network cuts like in in reality. In real life. Yeah. Yes. Is the, the guys in the truck go, what is this? And they cut to a commercial. That's the end of this. Right. However, this continues on and on and on to where. David Arquette and Scott Kong get involved. And then it and and uh, eventually it ends up with a challenge like, well, no, it ends up it ends with a pin because he pins oh, right, DDP. Yeah. And there's a ref there. There's a ref and, there. And Scott Kong, I think, is like, hey, pin, do like, your job. This is not hardcore rules, but all of a sudden it is. And then Joey Pants is like, no, no, this was unsanctioned. No, he is it's like Mean Jeans right there, too. He's like, and a new heavyweight champion. He's like, whoa, hold on. No, no. And he's not like he doesn't work here anymore. This is cut the feed. He's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> now, for half a second, he knows this it's is, good TV for half a second. That's what he should have done. But this is right. what he does is even more unbelievable because he's like, oh, hold on. OK, we will pick when the match is for the heavyweight title. Also, for a million dollars. Well, uh, at first, he's like, okay, you want a match? I'll give you a match. Yeah. At the next pay-per-view, mm -hmm. for the belt. Right. In a cage. In a cage, which Oliver Platt starts freaking out about. And you'll get a million dollars if you win. Yeah. If you lose, you go away from here forever. Right. Like, why you threw in that stipulation the, for why'd a person? Why you add the million dollars? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Because this, it's good TV, because people will watch I it. I guess, but it was just immediately like, what it... <laughs> That's some bullshit. Oh, so that's, work this way. that's some bullshit. That he's evil heel. I know, but he, he's confident in his, in his yeah. plan. He, I, he knows that he's going to like. That's some bullshit. Bischoff would pull off the cuff. I'm sure because sure. he, he made a stipulation also that you have to fight alone. There will be no ringside. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just saying like he was trying to do that so that he could have the entire WCW roster go out there and murder him. Right. Yes. Yeah. But he, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course. Arquette and Connor like yes yes whatever we'll do it they are also made themselves known on television mm -hmm. too and they are t accepting the match and Oliver Platt again upon hearing the cage match part is freaking out 
this never becomes a plot point in any way, shape or form. Like you were thinking like, oh, is he claustrophobic? Did he have some troubled backstory with a cage or something? Never comes up. No, I, he's just rightfully afraid of it because he knows he's going to get his ass whipped feel, for real. I, I feel like you are simultaneously looking at this from reality and a complete sense of lack of reality. <laughs> uh, yes, it's very hurtful. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like you're looking at this like as a smart and a mark simultaneously. Exactly. It's, it's really bizarre. And it doesn't work in either direction. It does. Okay. Like, no, if you are believing the 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 world of, of wrestling, mm-hmm. you get hurt in steel cages. Mm-hmm. So for a second, buy it as I, I don't want to do this because I've always just been given gimme matches okay, and yeah, I'm true. going to get hurt. He's going to have me murdered in the steel cage. Right. Also, two years ago, mm-hmm. as God is my witness, that man was broken in half. <laughs> yes. Two years ago in Pittsburgh. Yeah. King yeah. of the ring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I'm just saying. Match like, has been made. So David Arquette and Scott Conn at this point are like, sweet. Let's party. Yeah. Party at the RV. <laughs> we'll go park the RV under an overpass and have a block party where everyone's invited. All, All the, the wrestlers. wrestlers. Yeah. Um, to which like Mean Jean's getting drunk and asking. <laughs> don't they, don't they sort of establish it as that like road that's under the Brooklyn Bridge that's in a lot of movies? Maybe. Because like, I think I there's like a think shot that's, that's the like the lower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the pillars of the Brooklyn Bridge. But they're just partying. And like they cut to Jimmy King at one point, who is just downing a jug of something. <laughs> oh, wine. Like cheap just wine. Yeah, it's, it it's like E&J. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah those giant jugs of wines. And Mean Gene is getting drunk and asking Jimmy King if, if he's sexy. It's like, King, <laughs> am I sexy? So you're so sexy. You're so King. sexy. I got to go. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a hard scene to recap, but like Rose McGowan comes up to David Arquette and is like, I saw you on TV and the way you stood up to that dickhead. I love you now. Right. And he's like, cool. Uh, we should like hang out. Yeah, we should hang out sometime. <laughs> so I guess they plan a date. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of just like whatever. Yeah. yeah, the Nitro girls are dancing and taking mm-hmm. off their clothes, and everyone's being drunk and stupid. Scott Con is like, Sweet. and at at some point in his drunkenness, King again is like, "What the hell am I doing? I can't be in a cage match. I got to get the hell out of here." He's yeah. he, he's. I think he tried to run away one other time before this. Like they were just like. Like right after it happened, they were like, "You no, come on, you got to yeah. do this." And so he tries to run again. He gets drunk. And he's like, "I got to get out of here!" And takes takes off running, runs right over a manhole cover, which is open, flips open, and he falls down into it. And mm-hmm. yeah, no one really seems to notice, I guess. Not really, but the two of them cut to them at the front of some sanitation office where a sanitation worker leads out a shit covered Oliver Platt. Like, <laughs> how'd you boys know where to find him? We're in the business. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, that's cool. Yeah, we just found him sitting there at like Junction 14. He didn't, didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that yeah, they 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 have to pep talk him up again. Um, Come on, you're the king. And they're like, we have somebody that you need to go meet, and he, he's a trainer. He's gonna he's gonna get you in shape. Mm-hmm. And this is the they go to this building, and he's like, where the hell are we? And you start hearing like faint yells and screams. Of oh, it's louder and faint. Well, no, like when, like from literally outside <laughs> oh, the building, yeah, yeah. you hear like these. And then, like, I don't know about this place. And they kept expecting someone to come defenestrate it out the window. Right. <laughs> but, like, as they get closer to the door, I mean, it is like screams of terror and pain. Mm-hmm. And they ring the doorbell. <laughs> it's just like in shadow. Like, Martin Landau just appears at this mm-hmm. door. And he's Good like, evening. I'm Sal Martino. <laughs> Do you want to wrestle? <laughs> That's pretty much his entrance thing yeah. every time. He's like, 
I've seen you on the TV. How about this? And he just like immediately puts a submission hold on him. He's like, tap out, tap out. And, you know, Oliver Platt is immediately like, okay, okay. He's like, like, well, you know, all right, I'll teach you. But I'm finishing up with a local like junior high 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 wrestling team. (laughs) And it looks like six kids, like little kids just beat the shit, like bandages everywhere. Like one's got an eye patch. (laughs) Slings. And he's like just slapping him on the face like, get better tomorrow. (laughs) Because... Yeah, he's just like he's like all smiles, but like being violent and and yeah. slapping people and yelling at them at the same mm-hmm. time. But just I'm this, Sal Baldino. This, this <laughs> want to wrestle? Goofy ass look on his face the yeah. whole time. So yeah, it's great. So they get in a, a ring and train for a little bit, and you know, he's, Mandini that was his name. Yeah, and you know Oliver Platt's kind of getting owned, and then uh, he kicks <laughs> Martin Lando in the face, and Martin Lando just goes down and is out and they're <laughs> the the two guys get in the ring they're just like you killed him why, why did you kick him in the face he's just like i didn't hit him that hard i you know uh <laughs> which martin landau just kind of pops up <laughs> or no he kicks him in the balls yeah kicks him in the balls <laughs> then kicks his legs out from under him yeah. and jumps up he's yeah. like kicking me was the right thing but seeing if i was okay was the wrong thing yeah <sighs> <laughs> pretty much um, uh, oh, David Arquette decides to go, like, They kind of wrap up the scene and It's David Arquette's date mm-hmm. um, He goes to Rose McGowan's house <laughs> Or apartment There's so much good in this. God, four jokes right in a row Man, they, just... were, they were in the trailer Which is unfortunate But so much time has passed That I forgot they were coming And it's just one after another Just, just bam, 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 bam And you're just like, Jesus What? <laughs> It starts with she opens the door, you know, it's like here I am all sexy and he's just like leaning there and he's wearing this like bedazzled just jacket ass shirt. And yeah. he's just like leaning oh. up like like all of a sudden he's cool guy. Cool <laughs> yeah. guy David Arquette. He's trying to be cool. Trying guy. to be cool trying guy. Real and hard. he's leaving there, he goes, Buenos notches, yeah. senorita <laughs> And she's like, Oh, you, oh, you speak Spanish? He's like, Yes, I took it in high school. Many, many times. times. <laughs> goes, oh. Are you fluent? She goes, he goes, No, <laughs> I, I, I feel, feel fine. I feel fine. And then he's just like the flower store was closed. Here's a bunch of bananas. <laughs> so I brought you these. <laughs> and she's like, oh. It's so fucking stupid. It's, it's just, so good at the same it's time. It's four dumb jokes right in a row. And you're just like, what? The t- what? <laughs> so, God, they go in. Oh, man. It's like the bananas thing just fucking is the, is the exclamation point and, on the end of all that. And they just come up yes, from the bottom just, of the frame. They just, yeah. and bananas. And, and this is that like late 90s, early 2000s, like uh, oversaturated color thing they were doing. Yeah. So like her apartment is all like funky colors. Of, and, like She's wearing like bright ass yellow and her apartment's like oh, red yeah. over here and green over here. And it's just, and it's then just, there's like neon lights out. Like you pictures know. of her everywhere. Like the Andy Warhol portrait of her well, the, and the big eyes thing. And, well, yeah, that's yeah. in her bedroom, oh, which bedroom, is yeah. extra weird. But yeah, but, just, uh, but, but I'm just saying like the color scheme. Yes. Because uh, like this hallway is like, like sort of neon lit. And so it's just like these bright fucking yellow <laughs> bananas coming up out of this. <laughs> frame with his yeah. I mean it's, it's it's well shot for a dumbass fucking joke absolutely yeah because <laughs> it's just like yellow ass bananas <laughs> yeah I don't know anyway she and yes yeah, so it's all like hey let's just stay in and yeah he's, he's, I don't know they're talking and, and she is like oh I'm she does the Hudsucker proxy like oh I'm from here and he's like what I'm from my next yeah. town over like, what huh. are the odds and yeah she's like oh that is weird and then she's just basically like, why don't you put your moves on me? And he's like, sweet, snapmare, take over. <laughs> Wham! Flips her over and she's like, 
Not what I was. Let's. Well, no, she's, no, she's, she's like she's kind of into it. A little. Let's yeah. take these moves to the bedroom. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking wrestle yeah. the shit out of you in the bedroom. The bedroom match. <laughs> I learned some fucking moves from Sal Bandini. Right. And yes, yeah, so it's a couple more wrestling moves until she's like, I've got my secret weapons right here. Yeah. To which she undoes her top and he screams foreign objects and punches Punch her, her in the, the face. face. <laughs> and then you just see. Gentlemen, pro tip for you. If you are in bed with Rose McGowan and she reveals her, her lady parts to you, uh, probably probably shouldn't punch her in the face. No. But it does cut to outside where you just see shadow boxing happening of arms and legs flailing around. The, so it's like, the, the it's sounds, not like the sounds indicate that everyone is having an enjoyable time. Absolutely. Yes. She was giving also back to David Arquette, even though everything about this is creepy. It absolutely is. But we can't reveal that yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Everything's creepy about this because David Arquette and Rose McGowan were brother and sister in Scream. That's oh, fictitious. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. This is like they're not actual brother and sister. I, so I, I know, but their relationship in a completely different movie from the time I only know. is uncomfortable for you. But from like 1997 to 2000, right? there were only six actors and they only they had to there were only so many parts. Just switch the two. <laughs> like give, put her with Scott Kahn and it's fine. No, she's not believable as mousy brown haired girl. You mean put Scott Kahn in that role? He wouldn't have delivered those jokes at the door anywhere near as good as David Arquette. Okay. He wouldn't have. I, right. <laughs> I, but never mind. Maybe I'm the only one that ever has a problem with this. Like, I always. You're have, the only one that has a problem with characters that were related in one movie dating in another. It's weird. It it's is not that weird because they're actors. It's they're a little, acting! It's a little weird. I'm just saying. It's. I mean, there's, it's, a, there's a layer of creepiness to it. It's. Okay. It's weird, like, when there's a Jeff Daniels movie where his. The, like, the Geese movie where his. his daughter is a little kid and then 15 years later they play lovers in some other movie that's fucking weird sure but th that i mean rose mcgowan wasn't even in scream that much she died pretty early i <laughs> fine 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 i'm just saying it's usually weird to me in in movies where there's lots of actors and there's lots of people and when you put them in the these situations it's strange to me okay i will this whole my... thing is strange okay like everything it, luckily it's not real it's not real romance happening it's fake. He's being played. Yes. Dewey's getting fucked over. <laughs> and he's too stupid to know it. Mm -hmm. So, I, uh, after this, is is this when they break into Sal's apartment? Like uh, Sid Vicious and Saturn show up <laughs> to rough up oh, yeah, Sal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, I mean, this whole, like, motivation thing is, like, let's get this the fuck out of the way in this movie. Yeah. Because... You know, Sid Vicious and Perry Saturn break into Martin Landau's apartment to rough him up because that will help. Right, because it'll keep <laughs> King from training. Right. With Sal Bendini. Who only trained that one time and you never see him training again. So they break in and they're about to get the drop on Martin Landau's in the kitchen, but they jump in and he's not there. So they're like, what? And so they go back out and they just see a person in a hat sitting in a chair. And they're like, okay, he went back to the chair. So they go get him. But it's a mannequin. <laughs> and then Martin Landau right. just pops up again. Oh, he's got a trap door. Like, oh, literally right, comes yes. up out of a trap door <laughs> right. in the floor. He goes, I'm Sal Vandini. Want to wrestle? Yeah, and like ankle flips both yes. of them. Mm -hmm. and, and pins him, like, is beating the shit out of him for a while until he's like. We throw Sid Vicious into a wall right. and he's out. And then he puts a submission move on Perry Saturn. And, and he's asks, like trying to get information. Yeah, he's like, who sent you? Who sent you? <laughs> he's just, Titus Sinclair. He's like, ah. Yeah. Uh, but then Sid Vicious recovers and they. Hit him with a chair. Yes. And then it's cut to, oh, no. Right. They get a call and it's like, 
oh, we, we need to go see him in the hospital. So they go see him in the hospital and David Arquette says something weird like, I'm going to get him a Butterfinger and goes <laughs> goes to get him a Butterfinger. Right. Uh, Rose McGowan has also gone to the same room to make her super secret phone call uh, to, to, to Titus, Titus Sinclair yeah. saying, how, how much longer do I have to do this? Yeah, it's you working, know. I yeah. guess. I don't know. <laughs> Oliver Platt, like Oliver Platt and Scott Connor left behind in the waiting room <laughs> and Oliver Platt just says, can I have a Butterfinger also? <laughs> but he gets real serious. Like he's like bringing him close. He's like, man, I got something to, I need to ask you. Oh, Oliver Platt does. Yeah. 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 And he's like, I have a Butterfinger too. <laughs> it's, it's real weird because like from the point that like he agreed to go on this, suddenly he's like oh you're my bosses now like i work for you and i'll yeah. just do what you say yeah like, it went from like i'm gonna kick your ass get out of my trailer to <laughs> wait a minute what, maybe can, you guys can, have a good can idea I, can I have a butterfinger yeah. yeah but so like they go and visit martin lando and martin lando's like look i'm down for the count i'm not going to be there to help you train anymore but just attack a man's strength his strengths just and they're yeah. like don't you mean his weaknesses he's like nope nope attack a fort straight right in. In the strongest part of the fort they won't expect it and so uh, i i <laughs> David Arquette brings the Butterfinger to Martin Landau, who's thrilled to have it. And Oliver Platt gets this look on his face. He is just staring intently at this thing. Like, there is nothing else in the world more important to him. <laughs> right. The Butterfinger moves across his vision, and he just follows He's it. following it. He's just like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Butterfinger. Oh. So they... It's so fucking good. Why is it so good? Why is it... <laughs> why... why does Ready to Rumble have such an amazing performance? So they leave... They're all getting in the RV to drive back to uh, Wyoming to, to focus. And one of them kind of slaps Oliver Platt on the chest. And he's like, ow, and reaches into his shirt. And he's like, you broke the Butterfinger. He stole it. He stole Martin Lando's Butterfinger. <laughs> he think- yes, he stole mm-hmm. it. Yes, that, that was clearly the, <laughs> the repercussions of this, that. Like, ongoing run of this Butterfinger is so strange. Like, why are they doing it? But whatever. So... <laughs> It would have paid, like, I, you know, look, say what you will about product placement and everything, but mm-hmm. if, if Sal Bandini had shown back up and go, like, out of nowhere, like, chokehold him and be like, nobody lays a finger on my Butterfinger, I'd be like, yes. Fuck yes, but we should have like, just kept doing that. Like, he, he like, defenestrates himself out the window. <laughs> like, ah, ah, not so fast. <laughs> what a wrestle. But they're. They're getting in the RV to leave, and Rose McGowan's like, sweet, where are we going? And and they're like, uh, David Arquette's like, you're not going anywhere. I heard the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. He you, never says that. He's just like, he says something like, it's a it's a sick burn. I'm going back where my heart is. Because yeah. you, you, you don't have one. You don't, you don't, and you don't have one, yeah. so you can't come. Slam. <laughs> yeah, so... And then they he never actually does the, but, I heard you on the phone. Right, no, none of that, but it's well, just... Well, she knows. Yeah, She's got to know. But like... This never happens in a movie. Mm-mm. Usually, like, I, I was expecting the 20 minutes of his mm-hmm. friend having figured it out. Right. And no. trying to convince him. And finally, the you know. But really, oh, thank you. We, we, thank we, you, Ready we to Rumble, one for, scene. for doing this. Yeah. Little, yeah. For there me. was one scene where that started to try to happen, to be a standard movie. Because we, we forgot that there was a point. Um, it may have even been before they go to see Cell. Maybe. I, I, but they go, they go, um, they start trying to recruit a posse. Like he's like, oh, if you're gonna do this, you gotta have some people in your corner. That's back in Wyoming, right? Yeah, that's in yeah. the barn. No, no, no. 
when okay. they go to the gym and try to recruit Goldberg. Oh, right. They go to go see Goldberg. Yeah. Right. Oh, because yeah, there's a part, point yeah. where they're walking into the gym and, yeah. and Rose McGowan is like, I don't think you even need a posse king. Like she's like yeah. trying to like undermine it. And Scott kind of like, shut up. Yeah. Like what the hell are you talking about? Because this is like post sex. And he's just like, what, whatever booby wants is what booby gets. I love her. Yeah. And, He's just like, uh, no, like he needs some people. So they go to the gym and try to recruit Goldberg. They're like, hey, you used to be friends with him. And Goldberg's just like, I work that, alone. That was another time, man. And he's done some things and he's worthless now. He's like, well, he's a stupid drunk and he puked on me in the ring once. And he was just like, well, that happens in yeah. wrestling. Sometimes. He was my tag team partner. Mostly an inconsequential <laughs> scene other than it's just yeah. like further backstory of how awful King is. Well, however, it gives Goldberg a chance to have some dialogue and get his sad card. However, blink and you might not see him mm-hmm. uh, in the back <laughs> is a, is a, is a uh, tall haired blonde John Cena working out. Yep. A like. Like if you're watching this in somewhat HD, you can see him yes. clearly if you, you are can looking see for him. him easily. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's hard to miss. He's a large man, and he happens yeah. to have like vanilla ice style blonde hair almost. Yeah, it's not this that is way ridiculous. early and yeah. way way early. Oh, he in was just career. he was just a big dude working out in a gym. Right. He was nobody at that point. Yeah. He'd probably done some local I think shit. He's got the same haircut he did when he was. But like 2000, he super he was at early. least working in the farm leagues or whatever the fuck yeah, they maybe. are. I think but he was training. Yeah, back there, then. there was no way he just. Like, he might have been working out, working it out later. in the power plant. Uh huh. Yeah. WWE <laughs> power plant. Yeah. Yeah. He was in whatever the hell they called it before they turned it into another thing that they oh, wanted you to watch. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Which is not actually where the you ha- you have to go through many layers before yeah. you even get to NXT. He was you in know? Ohio Valley Wrestling, right. or whatever that. Other, yes, it was OVW. Yeah. So I, he's, you know, he's just there and right. whatever. I'm pointing out John Cena. Right. Uh, otherwise, that was the only scene where it was like, ah, oh, maybe Scott Conn's hip to this. But it's really more, it's just obvious. She's like, yep. you don't need a posse. And he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he does. Because yeah. everyone else is going to be gunning for him. <clears throat> Can't trust Titus Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, they, yeah, but, they drive back to Wyoming. And again, it's just, we're in a car and now we're oh, in here, Wyoming, here. basically. Yep. Um, eh, no, wait, they, they swing through. They, he goes back home to see Caroline Ray. Do they go to Atlanta first, or do they go to Wyoming and then go to Atlanta? They go, they go wherever, to Atlanta the, they go wherever the hell that was. Oh, that's right, because Wyoming to Vegas. That's Okay, so they go to Atlanta yeah. first. He's like, got to make a stop on the way to Wyoming. So they, they stop at Caroline Ray's house, who and he's just like... Again, like I said, we don't know where that was. It, True. Because this movie's geography is yeah. whatever. But yes, he goes there, and he's just like, hey, honey, I'm real sorry I left, and she's... Basically she, having none of it. Well, she, she kicks him in the balls. Like three times. <laughs> Twice? Yeah. Three times? Yes. Yeah. Three times uh, a lady. Yeah, and they just cut to him <laughs> holding an ice pack on his balls, and <laughs> one of them asked, you know, it's like, how do you feel? How do you feel? It's like, well, I feel like Rich Petty drove a stock car 400, 400 miles, miles an hour in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, why'd you even come back? Yeah. And he's like, well, I, I want to do right by you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do right by you. I'm going to do son. right by that boy. And then by the time the son walks out, and he's like, hey, hey, son, how, how you doing? He's like, oh, God, that grill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's the, that's the punctuation. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> get, let me get there. Oh, I, I, he's kind of he's shocked at it right away. No, the, it's the last part of the thing. Oh, happens. all right. All right. But I, yeah. I thought he said it first because yeah. then he was trying to get no because he back. was like, hey, son, I'm sorry. He's like, you're not my dad. You haven't been around and like gives <laughs> him kind of a dad. goofy smile or something and reveals the braces. And he's just like, oh, damn, what happened <laughs> to your teeth? And the kids was like, no, my dad run away. And Caroline Ray just looks at him like, you son of a bitch. It's like, no, nah, I mean, how are you, boy? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he's like, I want to do right by you and the boy. And I'm going to go win this belt and get the million dollars. Pay all my and debts. And pay my debts and get a real proper dentist <laughs> for, that. <laughs> for, that, for that man's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's done that. And then they just drive on to Wyoming, which is just basically arrive back home. Right. 
they get out of the R- they they parked at a, a barn mm-hmm. and they get out of the RV and immediately David Arquette's cop, cop dad, dad yeah. pulls up and just parks right it just david arquette is just standing there and he just speeds up and stops dead right in front of david arquette's legs mm-hmm. and he's just like get in the car boy and yeah, no, david arquette's no, no. like well, he doesn't even like get out of the grease he's like get yeah. in the car now and he's like i gotta go yeah. and he goes yeah he basically <laughs> quits the team yeah um do they start the tryout things first or do they go try to get david arquette back first I don't remember. They they do yeah. the tryouts. He's first. like, all right, we we're gonna posse have tryouts. yeah, we're gonna have this like you know posse tryout, and all the weird people from the town are gonna show up, and it's it's mostly real dumb. Like it, there, there's there, there's there's dumb. not real there's no good music here, and it's no. ball with a ball, but dang a dang playing in the background. It's a, it's that cover. We're not gonna take it. Anymore. Is that what it is? I, I, think I, so. I thought this was a point where more fucking kid rock showed up. Or, I don't no, know. cowboy was the stinger when but they slammed the door on Rose yeah, McGowan. The other one. There's a point where they're fighting and you get ball with a ball, but dang, dang, dig, 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 I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know it's on the list, but I don't remember <laughs> when I was jumped down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just trying out people and they just come to It's like eventually they settle on the fireman, the chewer and, you know, a pretty kitty. Yeah. Who's just a lady who takes her clothes off, and they're like, "Pretty much, well, yeah. okay, here's your." Posse. They didn't even establish like I can also wrestle. Like it was just like, yeah, mm, she can distract with boobies. Yeah, yeah, right. But like when they get out of the RV, like Jimmy King is still just staggering around, like he is useless. And then they just have this montage of auditions, mm-hmm. and then he's all cleaned up and ready to go. It's like there, there's never any any development of Jimmy King whatsoever, except for him going back to his wife and apologizing. There's one bit of training where he thinks he kills Martin Landau. Yeah. But he, there's never any like learning or improvement or sobering up montage. None of that. It's just go to Wyoming, recruit a bunch of hillbillies. And then he's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm ready. And that's, I mean, it's the movie is weird like that. Like all the things you think it's going, all the tropes you think it's going to do. It doesn't do any of them. Nope. Because so they go to see David. We gotta Ar- have time for wrestling. <laughs> well, they go to see David Arquette, mm-hmm. who's like, come to his window. And, he like, sat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they, they Joey to his Dawson, and um, <laughs> they whatever that guy's name was to Clarissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They explain it all, <laughs> and and he's just like, I can't. I gotta be a grown up. I can't watch participate anything wrestling anymore. Y'all go away. Mm-hmm. And so they do, basically. And then they're just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to leave. And they're having like this grand, like. Oh, yeah. For some reason, the, the town is like, wow, you're here. And you're now you're leaving to well, go. Well, everybody loved the king. Yeah. they the, And then the sure. king's going to go back and reclaim his fucking crown. Because yeah. he's the fucking I don't know. Because they previously established this town as everyone's like, wrestling stupid. Well, grow up. The band is into it. Yeah. And the old lady from the wedding singer is into it. And so Brittany is there from the restaurant for the fast food place. Yep. And she's like, Hey, Scott Khan, you know, I, I saw, saw you on TV. I saw you on TNT the other night. And he's like, yeah, I was, I was on there. And he's like, talk to you later. And then he just goes over to brown hair girl. And he's just like, well, she's waiting at the door to the right. RV. And he's like, Hey, yeah. you know, listen, I've been a shit to you for a long time. And I really apologize for that here. I got you a present. And it's a hard, <laughs> a rock, cafe hard rock cafe shirt, shirt from New York. Good job. And she's like, this is the best. And thank you for apologizing. And I have something for you, too. And it's the sex. <laughs> it's come with me into this RV and we will have the sex again. This is not how this plot line goes down in a hundred movies. Like he just keeps pursuing that other girl forever and ever and ever. And then eventually learns his lesson but he just right. he never pursued her at all he just like i like her and then next time he's around any women whatsoever it's like i figured this out mm-hmm. it's weird <laughs> I, 
Again, I'm not could, saying it's a bad thing. You could I'm, explain it by the fact that he just witnessed terrible Rose McGowan do what she did. <laughs> Maybe. And it's like, yeah, I've learned oh, a lesson. Oh, yeah, those yeah. hot bitches. I mean, <laughs> I mean he just, not all, hashtag not all hot bitches. Nothing but, wrong with... with brunette wrestling girl nothing wrong no. with her whatsoever right that's no, what i'm saying no. i mean it's just like maybe he was like oh you know what like if if they're not if they're not interested and then suddenly interested probably not a good thing yeah. remember how because right. they met rose mcgowan and it was like he figured it yeah. great go away and then all of a sudden she was like i love you because yeah, right. you're on tv and he's like oh. he learned a life lesson yeah yeah, yeah. it's life hacks. Strange, though. yeah hashtag life hacks. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like uh, his uh, david arquette's dad drives up and david arquette gets out and he's just like hey I can't go. Bye. And they're like, all right, then. <laughs> See ya. And then it's just basically, okay, Las Vegas time. Mm-hmm. And Joey Pants is backstage in a darkened room with the man <laughs> called Sting. <laughs> right. Real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, Mousy Brunette does not go with them. She stays in dumpy-ass yes. Lusk, Wyoming. She does, because they get out of the RV wrapped in a blanket. Yes. An NWO blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she gets to keep the blanket. He has to run buck ass naked back to the RV. Yeah. What? Normally she would go with. Yeah, she, that, should, th- she should go along. She should. This is one instance where they don't do it that they should. Yeah. So, yeah, she stays behind for reasons never quite explained. But, so, Joey Pants is backstage in a darkened room with Sting. Sting just sitting on a bench with a bat <laughs> on his shoulder <laughs> fucking loser ass crow sting camera slowly spinning around the whole time while joy pants is just basically telling sting look you're gonna take care of this situation you're gonna prevent jimmy king from getting to that belt if you don't i will fucking kill you <laughs> <laughs> so both drops the f-bomb and threatens to murder sting which man wrestling sucks <laughs> well he, yeah well he's just in the don't fuck it up stage right yes no ing just yeah. don't fuck it up but you can, or i will kill you <laughs> yeah you the pg-13 fuck rule is weird it is yeah you, you can, can say, say it don't in, fuck it up as in don't foul it up you can't you say can't, it in terms of sex yeah you can't say i'm gonna fuck I'm you gonna f- <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah Scott Kahn fucked that girl in the RV, but right. they, they just they can't point. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made the whoopee. Yes, they did have the whoopee. Yeah. So, yeah. So Sting is sitting there <laughs> all menacingly. Like... She was like, get me out of this movie with the dinosaur. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> like, whoopee, what are you doing here? It's ready to rumble. <laughs> Do you want to be in this one? You, it's funnier. We're going to sue you to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, yes. Sting has been threatened with murder to make sure that Diamond Dallas Page retains It's, it's kind of clear based on his, his crow-like facial expressions that he did not appreciate being threatened in this way by... No, I think that's just the expression Sting has on his face. The oh, entire motion picture. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we've seen him lurking in the background before, and he's just standing there <laughs> evil crow-like, and you're just like, okay, the Sting, for the most part, was a good guy the entire time. This is really dumb, so... Whatever. So they've enlisted Sting to to murder Jimmy King. Uh, well, they arrive and he's like sitting in a bathroom, like you know, doing the warm up thing, like getting psyched. And Scott Con has this weird reveal where he suddenly dressed like the pimp version from the mask. Like he, he got <laughs> yeah. some of the mask wardrobe left over. Also, like, perhaps dressed like the Godfather. You know, if it's... he was in Dick Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like if you took Dick Tracy and were like, you know what? If we just made this a few years later, swing was big. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God in 2000, if you had shown me uh, and oh, 
Okay, also today. But like in 2000, if you had shown me that suit on the rack and said, here's the money to buy that suit if you want, yeah. I'd have walked out wearing that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Never, yes. Ever. Yes, you're ever absolutely stopped. Right. You're right. Today, I would wear it like twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't disagree with that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Scott Conscious is basically like, you know. Hey, what do you think? Like, yeah, nice threads. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess let's do this. Uh-huh. Your hillbilly posse is here. I guess they'll help you. <laughs> Because, yeah, they, he gets introduced. Well, the setup for the match is that they're going to have this cage match, but it's not just a cage match. Nope. It's a triple cage match. It is. It's a cage with a cage on top of it with a cage on top of it. Mm-hmm. Actual thing that WCW did. It did. Sure. It, yes. Uh, the So there are there's a three-tiered <laughs> cage. Uh, you get to the top cage. You have to get on top of that and up above that is the belt that you have to pull down. So it's like a ridiculous ladder match. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they they get in the ring. Michael Buffer is there. Of course he is, because they had to license the movie title from him. Right. So might as well <laughs> get the package deal with, yes. you know, let's get ready to do that thing, which right. Michael Buffer says. Yes, don't say it. <laughs> say it to uh, me. Uh, <laughs> he does his whole spiel, and, you know, eventually, like, the cage lowers down, and match begins, and... It's really not a match. This is the, we have hit peak like okay, they're going to they're beating each other. Like they are fighting each other. Yes. There is no scripted anything happening here. Right. This is the wrestling is now real. Mm-hmm. But there's no wrestling going on either. It's just punching and then immediately there's chaos. Yeah. Like which is WCW at the time, which was 2 seconds of wrestling and then all of a sudden there's chaos. So right. it's not a shocker, but Yeah, it's it's like they're locked in the cage, yeah, and then they try to do this thing where, like, uh, a Diamond Dallas Page of DDP is trying to handcuff King to the side. Scott mm-hmm. kind of does the like, here's talc in your face. He's like, that doesn't work. He's like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah, which is like, you know, handcuff him to the to the cage, right? And the the heel posse comes out. Has, well, has bolt cutters and like cut their way into the cage. Yes, but hold, as Scott Kahn is running away from DDP, mm-hmm. when, after he's done all that, he, he throws up his DDP sign and says, <laughs> Diamond upside down is a pussy, and then runs away, <laughs> which good. is a pretty good line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the heel posse comes out. Well, he out also with, says it like, Diamond upside down is a pussy. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, he does yeah. say it. He does say it like that. <laughs> um, but like, there were also dudes under the ring. Like a couple oh, of, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because like, Hunter Guerrero and a guy in a mask come out. Right. And so, like, this whole time, like, whenever there's a wrestling event, you've got Mike Tanay and Tony Schiavone at ringside, and they're just like, who is that masked man? It's Juventu Guerrera and a person. So, (laughs) there's illegal shenanigans happening immediately, and Mm -hmm. the guy in the mask is revealed to be Oliver Platt's kid. Yep. And he's like, this is my payback. And that's about the time that the heel posse is, like, breaking their way into the cage. Yeah. And I only point that out because, like, they all run in and start, you know, beating on him again like oh no he's done mm-hmm. like now they've just cut their way into the cage so either the refs ran around and relocked the cage i th- i vaguely remember them like relocking they the did cage. yeah okay. they rechained I, it and okay and yeah. once they got in they rechained it and dead bolted it so sure but <laughs> the reveal is is like it's time for you know the king to have some backup too mm-hmm. which is david arquette on a police no motor- no, no. Yep, the good sorry. guys come out first. First, it's Goldberg and Goldberg, Booker T, Booker T, <laughs> and oh, sorry. Disco Inferno, sorry. Disco Inferno, and one other dude, Billy Kidman. 
I think is was the it Billy Kidman? I think okay. so. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the ramp comes down and okay. you just have this glowing light, and all of a sudden it's just Goldberg. Like, mm-hmm. and so they didn't do the fucking Goldberg entrance, unfortunately. Yeah. But they run out and try to get in, but right. they can't because it's yes. been changed. So they're just like you. You think like Goldberg's just going to rip the cage off and they're going to get in, but they can't. They can't get in. So it's they, an impenetrable steel cage. Right. Exactly. Even unless Goldberg. you have bolt bu- cutters. Yes. But that's when yes, David Arquette <laughs> is like at the entrance ramp on a police motorcycle in like chip slash wrestling style like it's like a, police it's a motorcycle cop cop like the sleeves are removed and it's <laughs> and sunglasses on it he has some catch phrase like you know i am the law or i don't know he I, doesn't have he doesn't, his catchphrase yet, yet. yeah, no. yeah it's but later. yeah he just really like wheels down and like motorcycle jumps not just into the cage but like all the way through the cage like over, over, the, over the ring into the, the ring into yeah. the ring oh, which, I, thought the, I thought the bike just like went all the way well, over the, the bike takes out like a couple of the oh, bad okay. guy wrestlers <laughs> yeah but it goes into the ring and i think it slides okay. theoretically yeah. out but yes and he joins the fray and yes. all the other good guys join the fray and it's you know but at this point oliver platt and ddp have climbed up to the second cage they are it like the the bottom cage is nothing but distractions at this point it's just everyone kind of fighting around trying to do things um goldberg is in there spearing and jackhammering people mm-hmm. uh david well, arquette one person, spears he's like done after yeah, he, 60 yes. seconds but david arquette spears <laughs> jimmy king's kid yeah we should i should also we should also point out uh oliver platt's fa- uh parents have shown up oh right despite not liking him and they're like why are we here and he's like they sent us tickets yeah and it's like so you went to vegas just because you got some free tickets <laughs> yeah like, did that's the still trip, expensive did the trip cost more <laughs> whatever also, maybe he sent them plane tickets as well maybe um also uh free trip to vegas all of the cops in Dad Cop's precinct are mm-hmm. standing around watching TV, watching this happen. Yeah. And he walks in and like, what is this thing? And they're like, he's like, my son better not be into this. Or my son's oh, got something like this. This yeah. is what my son almost ruined his ruined life for. And they're yeah. like, no, this is your son is making a career. Look yeah. at this. And he's instantly just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. He's like, because he sees him spear yeah, the kid. And he's like, that's my kid. <laughs> yeah. And Goldberg's like, pretty good spear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kid, I don't know why that sounds Goldberg and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 Goldberg, Goldberg, This summer, Stoneberg starring Sylvester Stallone and Bill Goldberg. Dumby Dumber, Dumby Dumber, from Dumby Dumber D Production. Let me get on Hacker Planet. Dumby Dumber. <laughs> you, you got mail. <laughs> hey, you get mail. Yes. Oh, oh we're we're doing this. Um, oh. yeah. So, whatever. All the shenanigans happen, and eventually, whatever. He gets up to the top. Yes. And the finishing move, because there's other shenanigans, like a, like a crutch comes out, and people are like knocked off of one level into the lower, yeah, l- one below that. Gets all the way up to the top, and um. Uh, DDP is like about to win like mm-hmm. he's got him down on the road he has thrown Oliver Platt off the top cage and, oh yeah and he's, reach, the... he's reaching for the belt that's right. what it is and cut to from the rafters <laughs> <laughs> a man called Sting who man just Sting. swings over and kicks DDP out of the way mm-hmm. like to the same level that Oliver right. Platt is and so they fight their way back up there again but Joey Pants is like I'll fucking kill you Sting yeah. <laughs> they fight their way all- back up there yeah. and eventually the finishing move is um king gets uh ddp like in like he's gonna do a like a body slam that's mm-hmm. a traditional body slam mm-hmm. and it and like not only does that but like slams him like through the cage like all all the levels all the way down basically right. killing the man yes um, <laughs> ddp is dead yeah but he has made a diamond so maybe he'll be fine he just shatters um, into a million pieces <laughs> <laughs> oh a million little pieces so that was fake too uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
much. Thank yep. you. But he gets um, the belt. Yeah, he does. And, you know, he wins. He wins. And, and then it's cut to, like, it's got Khan telling this story all again to the kids. Well, now, wait. Hold on. Oh, because, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Joey Pants is yelling at David Arquette and Scott Khan, saying, like, I made wrestling. Me. I'm the one. And David Arquette's like, nah, all the fans made wrestling. And then the fans pick up Joey Pants and drag him into the crowd. Or no, they throw him into the crowd. To which the crowd oh, right. then murders <laughs> Joey Pants. They rip him apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also the, there was a conversation. <laughs> like Rose McGowan comes over and is like, hey, I'm real sorry about being a bitch earlier. But like, you know, maybe we can make this work. And you're you're so sexy now. And look how tough you look. And and, <laughs> and you just see like, oh, this was actually mid-match. Yeah, it was during it? the match. Yeah, it was actually she just match. pops up in the cage like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, wow, you what? look really sexy in that uniform and everything. And you just see the ladder to get from the first level of the of the to the you know to the second level yeah. of the cage from the ring to it's the second being level swung around and, and, and Scott Conn's like um uh, and he's, she's like hold on a minute yeah. <laughs> and eventually she gets clocked with the ladder yeah. and he's like, he's like what I was gonna say is you probably shouldn't be in this in the ring when there's, there's a, a cage ladder yeah, ladder match <laughs> yes yeah so she showed up and got hers again for Pretty much, no yeah. real reason but eh, whatever yeah so like everyone gets theirs DDP is dead mm-hmm. and Joey Pants has been ripped apart <laughs> Rose McGowan's been hit in the face with and the ladder and then there's the thing with Sting and uh, oh also also the two <laughs> the intro yeah. also the two um, asshole construction workers mm-hmm. from the carnival earlier mm-hmm. got theirs because they showed up for the tryouts and the one dude just got like oh I forgot just about absolutely yeah. slammed into the ropes yeah. in, in like a comical way well he's like whatever I'll do wrestling's this fake. wrestling's fake and Oliver Platt just fucking kills him with right. a forearm so I was say like pretty much everyone has gotten yeah. their comeuppance throughout the movie yeah. or yes. and or reform themselves yeah um they cut to like all of this is being told by Scott Con to the kids outside the convenience store again. Hold on again. Damn it. What else happened? Sting is hanging out at ringside uh-huh. right, with Scott, Scott Con oh, and right, David, right, Arquette. Right, right, right. David Arquette. And, and they're just like, hey, thanks, man. You know, you you like Jimmy King. Oh, we, we like, like Jimmy, Jimmy King. King. We love you. We love Jimmy King. You love, love Jimmy King. Yeah. We, we, we are men. We love men. We're, we're <laughs> men. We're two, we love men. We're men that can say that we love other men. We're not right. afraid to say that we love they other men. They just keep cutting back to Sting with the same just Sting scowl and on his face. And then finally they end with it and they're like, and we love you, Sting. And he's just like, <laughs> and you just see this like backhand of Scott Kahn, like kind of sort of off frame. And then Cameron yeah. like, me too, me too. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, they yes. they have taken the finisher. Well, yeah. not a finisher, but they've taken a, a beating from yes. a couple of their favorite wrestlers. Yeah. So. And that's, and that's, that's life well lived. And there are some very crucial camera shots uh, when Oliver Platt is grabbing the title and celebrating at the top of the ring of the camera down looking at Goldberg, who is looking up and just like, attaboy, yeah! roar. You know, it's like, get that title. It's like, what the fuck are they doing with Goldberg here? <laughs> it's like, they they had just stumbled upon him and were trying to do something with him, but it's just like get him over and keep him over. I, yeah, I just I don't know, but yes. So, so now, yes, now we may. Scott Con is <laughs> regaling the kids at the convenience store again with the, all of this happened. They're like, that's cool and all, but like that was just a one time deal, right? Yeah. You know, like you're not. It's not like you're going to be part of it. Yeah. Of WCW now. Yeah. Cut to or like we see. <laughs> We kind of see it coming, but like the Ahmed Zappa convenience store guy is being thrown through the window by Goldberg, who is just walking around Wyoming in his 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 ring gear. And it's like, is that how you walk around everywhere? That's the only way you can recognize Goldberg. Sure. (laughs) Got to keep that branding strong. Right. 
Yeah. And, and I don't know. They they make they say something. Even, I don't know. Whatever. Um, and the kids are like, wow. And a, but the nitros g- girls sh- drive up in a convertible Humvee with a hot tub in the back. <laughs> yep. It's like well, it's like a stretch convertible Humvee thing. Mm-hmm. It's a regular size. Is it? It's a regular size Humvee. It's weird. But okay. there's. I was expecting this. Like especially like 2000, you would have expected a stretch with like big ass wheels and. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a real actual Humvee. Maybe that scene yeah. they were like, well, we could pay Goldberg or we could pay for the limo. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yes, and Martin Landau's in the back in the hot tub with two Nitro girls. God bless America. Yeah. Wrestle me. And they all ride off in the sunset. <laughs> Destined to become wrestling legends, I guess. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. was uh was the mousy wrestling fan girl part of that? No, no, she wasn't in the. No, nope. we never see her again. No. Well, she was freaking the fuck out when they were winning, though. Oh yeah, like, yeah they, they cut they, to the they, restaurant they, and she's just like fries everywhere, yeah. like ah, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, totally. I mean, really into it. Yes, like, more so. Like the dad really got into it, but like she was just going nuts. She was number one super fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, then we get outtakes. Uh, yeah, outtakes. Which and it, then it, the outtakes are somewhat funny it's mostly like david arquette not being able to not laugh at people doing things and which is how you expect david arquette to be right. at all times but the best part <laughs> the best part is they went ahead and just made what chuck would have normally made for some of our movies mm-hmm. which is there is a crotch kick <laughs> supercut yep. at the end of the movie yes like and some of them are like the yeah i think there are a few alternate takes of just hey oliver platt pretend you got kicked in the balls and just go like go they're hitting the balls i should say because there are a lot of like low blow you know things and they basically like you don't realize just how many in the movie until you get to the super cut it's like damn yep this is omega cop levels of people didn't hit the balls yes that's nothing as spectacular as the field goal kick one but you know no Caroline, Caroline Ray did get some pretty good shots on yes, Oliver Platt. Yes, yes. And Oliver Platt yeah. makes good, I've been hitting the ball's face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the end of our Rumble. Yes, it is. Um, we, we talked about it for a while. Shit. Yeah, for the How did we do that? Oh, we had fun. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> we have fun here. We like wrestling, yeah. so it was able to go off on tangents for a lot. So, um, just this, because this is where we normally talk about this, it, it obviously is not getting a Stargrove, but on top of that, it is... It is the worst music, pretty much. Like, it is appropriate to the era. As of now, it is bad, but it's like mm, it's a popular soundtrack from the year two thousand. Yeah, there are a lot of kind of gets on yeah. this soundtrack. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. it's Warner Brothers, so they have access to these musicians. Yeah. But like, well, they they do double dip on uh, double dip on uh, my own worst enemy. They do. So yeah, the, the soundtrack was lit. Mm-hmm. AF, <laughs> fam, it was. Um, Did you get? Kid Rock Cowboy and oh, yeah they double well they double dip with two Kid Rock songs yeah. um and then lots of other shitty songs and then like uh was it We Will Rock You what the fuck was there was a Queen song that was like terribly covered uh, was there yeah it was like it was like one of the last songs it was like oh my god they ninety five nineties fied the fuck out of it it was awful well the last song was we're not gonna take it right yeah but yes. there, closing credits. there was something I think I... there was a Queen one in there too. Hmm. It was just like, oh, who the fuck did this? Yeah, I don't anyway, know. I'm gonna look for it. But real what quick. I'm saying, like, it gets whatever the, the opposite of of a Stargrove is. It's it's shit grove. <laughs> so you get the honey wagon award. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. It's just a truck Very... full of shitty songs. <laughs> Great, fantastic. Uh, so rating time. Yeah, rating time. Uh, I'll go. Okay. I'm going to give Ready to Rumble three jocks. Uh, three jocks. Three, not two. Two? No, three. An three. actual three. Oh, one. It is a, two, three. It is a definitive pinfall for Ready to Rumble. Uh, this, so I remember thinking this movie was all right when it came out. I I had not thought about it since and could not have told you anything that was in the movie. Watching it now, I'm like, 
there are a lot of scenes that kind of just don't go anywhere and there's a lot of extended shit jokes that are unnecessary uh especially especially the whole like truck wreck and all that is just like guys come on but there are jokes in this that land and they land a lot there are yeah there are a lot of them it's surprising how many of them land and a lot of them are just performance based Mm -hmm. like maybe the written dialogue is not that good but whoever is saying the line is really into the joke and are doing the best they can to sell it and I laughed more than I thought I would. The all the wrestling stuff is weird and as I ranted before, none of this makes any sense either as a wrestling fan or as a wrestling promoter or any of it. None of that shit makes any logical sense in any way shape or form and none of it makes sense as to how to promote your wrestling league in a major motion picture, but whatever, they would fold a year later and who cares. Uh but yeah, three jocks enjoyable. I care. I, I, I'm wholly behind my theory on this. Like, I, it obviously didn't work. It didn't help. <laughs> no. But I mean, like, I, I feel like this was the this was a brave thing to do in the time that it came out. I mean, I know that sounds dumb, but like going at it from that angle, if if that was actually the scriptwriter's intention mm-hmm. to like, yeah, fake, 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 but wait, maybe not. Yeah. You know, like that's I feel like that's the best you could come out with this with. Of like, look, fine, you're all smart now. You all know that wrestling's fake. You know, I, I but just, sometimes just, it's real. But sometimes it's real, maybe. I just kind of wish there had been a major character in this film that wasn't one associated with wrestling that was also a piece of shit. You know? Like, everyone was just... I, it, I, our lead characters aren't necessarily shitty people, but they're not portrayed to be the best... <laughs> this country has to offer maybe i i just i wish there had been some kind of like here's a normal person here's just a regular everyday citizen who likes wrestling and people in their life are fine with that i think if we spent more time with mousy girl we would have found out she was probably well, fairly I, normal i would like that sequel <laughs> the adventures of mousy girl what the hell's her name <laughs> all the there were all the people in the audience uh, they were just fine with being they, wrestling fans okay that's fine yeah and everything was cool with granny being a wrestling fan <laughs> Wrestling. Wendy. Man. Wendy is Mousy Girl. Okay, fine. Just saying. She, What's her she real needs name? A name? What? What's her real name? Like the actress? <laughs> yeah. Dad actress. Melanie Paxson. Ooh. Committed to memory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she likes wrestling. So. I, yeah. She's an actress. <laughs> <laughs> if she likes wrestling, it's, it's so real to me. If Chuck. she likes wrestling, then it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> For David Arquette and Rose McCallum to be together in this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, we, if it applies for one, it applies for both. Well, that is okay. Maybe she does like wrestling. All right. Okay. Your universe now makes All sense. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. Oh, oh, I never actually give a rating. I, I'm also going to give it one, two, three jocks. Okay. Um, I, 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 I actually like this movie. It, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I would have never thought this at the time, but like in hindsight, I feel like this movie is deeper than it should be. Yes, there are How deep is there are ostensibly just fucking stupid ass shit jokes and lots of ball hitting and <laughs> lots of other really dumb jokes and it, and it's sad how many of them work. Yeah, but like I said, on a deeper level, it's like wow. If my theory is even rem- if anyone touching the script had that notion in their head, that's fairly amazing. Because mm-hmm. like I said, that's what I feel like happens. It's like fake, fake, fake. Oh, wait, I do believe, I do believe, and now everyone else believes. Hooray! <laughs> Wrestling's awesome, and it saves the day. Okay. So. Well, um, I agree with you both in that um, I really actually liked this movie. The amount of jokes that landed versus missed, real high percentage. Like, 
for especially for a Bamfcast movie, like seventy five percent of the jokes hit, which is uh, astounding. We were laughing our asses off watching this movie, mm-hmm. um, and not for the reasons we usually laugh, laugh our asses off. Mackie's not here, but I. Th- it's hard to tell if he would have hated it or loved it. Like part of me thinks that he would have actually liked it because it's ridiculous. I think so. And it's aimed at people who don't understand wrestling and he doesn't he tries very hard to not understand wrestling. So I think he would have appreciated some of the just dumb wrestling shit. Yeah. Um but out of nowhere, I rolled my eyes so <laughs> fucking hard looking at the box the box art to this movie and like I'm like, okay, it's a two thousands movie with fucking David Arquette about fucking wrestling. <laughs> This is just gonna be shit. Mm-hmm. And it totally took me by surprise. I really enjoyed it. And like, I want to take, it's probably not the best one to do it with, but I want to take like friends of mine who aren't wrestling fans and be like, just look at this. <laughs> look at all of the, this is the ridiculous part of wrestling that that people love. And also here's a bunch of good jokes. Um but I don't think that I can give it three jocks. I think that I have to give it four. Oh, <laughs> it's a fatal four way. <laughs> it is a fatal four way. <laughs> I yeah, I have to give it four jocks. That's fair. This this is pretty good. What, um, what was the what was the the thing the massacre the ring. The four post massacre. Four post massacre. That's <laughs> yes. what it is. It's, yes, a, it's a four jocks massacre. Yeah. There, you go. <laughs> there it is. I is that a thing? Is that like a? No. I've never heard of that as a. No, I've never, never seen that. And no I, one does a, a four flying headbutts off the top rope. <laughs> well, I'm especially calling, not I'm these days. I'm calling fucking Lucha Underground now. That's the shit that they need <laughs> yeah. to be doing. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's take a break, shall we? Yes. Hey, hey. Bamfcast. Half number two. Mm-hmm. This is the half where we do things that are not discuss the movie that we watched. Yeah, half might be the wrong word. <laughs> it's probably going to be a real short half because we got to realize we didn't really watch anything. Yeah, we well, this is, I mean, it's a segment two of two, so it's half. Mm-hmm. House cleaning. I mean, it might not. <laughs> sure. Yes. It's not Temporarily, a It might not be a temporal half. half. Yeah. Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, we didn't watch shit, did we? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, all right. I'll. I haven't finished it, and let me explain why. Because uh, this is a little bit of story, and I'm going to get to the point. Oh, all uh, right. I started watching Iron Fist, the new Marvel series, because uh-huh. I seem to be the one that comes in here usually the week after they come out and be like, "Hey, let me tell you about. It. I watched the whole series already." Right. Um, I made it five episodes in the in the Iron Fist, and prior to what you're hearing. Despite what you're hearing, I didn't stop because I'm like, oh, this is awful. Mm-hmm. It's lesser than so far, but I stopped primarily because uh, of my New Year's resolution, which is to go 4K. <laughs> ah. Um, so I got five episodes in and realized, uh, yeah. Resolution uh, yeah. joke. I, uh, I realized I, I'm getting a 4K TV, and I realized this is content I'm wasting, like, I'm going to be looking for 4K content, probably run out of it sooner rather than later, so why not save some? Save it up. Um, because, you know, I signed up for the Netflix that allows me that. Nice. Um, Super so, HD. So, like, I will, I, I'm not like, this was not like a 
chance to brag about the TV. I mean, I will want I will want to explore more things with it. Maybe we can find some bad movie that they just, somebody stupidly decided to release in 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, if it'll happen sooner sooner or later, eventually a shitty movie will come out in 4K. Um, so we'll probably do it. But uh, Iron Fist so far, like the things that I'm hearing people say they don't like about it, and I've been trying to avoid them for the most part, but like the ones where it's just like, ah, I don't like this. And <laughs> like people were jumping on the... Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I when it's when it's warranted, it's warranted. The, the people immediately jumped on the whitewashing bandwagon, right? Um, and yes, a yes, and b no, because like <laughs> the character. I mean, the, the thing is, like, I mean, you know, people like to go back to like the character, but the 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 character is an and always was a white guy. That's part of the story. That's part of the origin for him to be an Asian guy already breaks the origin part of it because you can't go somewhere and be lost if you're home you know mm-hmm. like if you're from that region it wouldn't be such like a oh shit you're lost in the himalayas well pff, fuck with if you we know where you are that you does know? make sense yes. you know what i'm saying like if if you were relatively close by it kind of just doesn't work for the origin story mm-hmm. i i get you when you're th- talking about things like ghost in the shell yes yeah when you're you know when we're talking about legit complaints fine you know especially when it's taking an established Asian character or whatever ethnicity mm-hmm. um, and, and just swapping it for no particular reason that that doesn't make sense per se. Um, if it's inconsequential, fine. I don't, I don't have a shit. I don't give a shit. Just do it. You know, <laughs> like, you know, it, it, like I said, if it just doesn't matter, but like but that one, that one, especially it's just, it, it's a weird, that's a weird gripe to have. It's like a, know the character and B think about the story. Does that really even work? You know, it's supposed to be the fact that it's like it's such a foreign thing to him. I mean, because the time it was written, we were watching, you know, David Carradine go pl- play Kung Fu on TV every week. Right. You know, this was like, oh, shit, white guys can learn Kung Fu. That's crazy. You mm-hmm. know, and it's, you know, it's a fish out of water story on top of like, here's a thing that this guy probably should know how to do. But and nobody expects him to know how to do is so to the area. Oh, shit. Moment. You know. Right. So that that's the side. My problem with the show is if there is one so far, the thing about the Netflix Marvel shows is that the villains have been fantastic by and large. Mm -hmm. The villains in this are boring as shit. And they are not intimidating. Um, And I'm getting the sense that we have, I have not been introduced to the actual big bad of the season Mm -hmm. um, because the way it's playing right now, it's really just like he shows back up and his dad and this other guy, started this giant multinational company and now the other guy his dad died in the plane crash they thought he died in the plane crash turns out he's alive and the other guy's kids took over the company and they're oh. kind of evilish oh you know and it's like they're not they're not nice but they're not evil enough for a good villain because i mean every other other one has just had these like magnificent villains in them hmm. i mean from kingpin you know to uh, yeah, David. I'm trying to think of his character. I forgot. Anyway, but I'm just saying. So far, that, that that's the thing they've broken the most is is not having an interesting villain. So does this particular series just feel like ah eh, that character is going to be in the Defenders? So we got to introduce I, him somehow. <laughs> I think this will be of all of them. This is the one we won't. I don't even really bother to call it season one. They should have just called it Iron Fist. And I think they probably. If they called it season one, they probably just did that because that's how you put it in production notes. Right. This probably won't get a second season. 
This will just be, hey, this is a guy that's in Defenders now, which I don't think. I mean, none of these things they plan to do more seasons of. So I guess the door is open to even doing a Defenders season two. Mm-hmm. You know, but that was the original plan. It was like, hey, everybody gets 13 episodes, and then we make a 13-episode thing with them all together. How's that sound? And then it was like, hey, we brought in Punisher. Hey, he's getting a series, too. <laughs> right. You know, so. Yeah. I I just, this is the one that, if, if any of them, they drop off. I mean, based on the way people talked, Jessica Jones might not get another one. I, that makes me sad. That's because, a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Like, this one, it just feels like, I obviously, I don't know where it goes, and I don't know where it ends. Maybe it leads into something bigger, but right now, it just feels like, all right, I, I get it. This guy just needs to go hang with the other guys. I mean, the thing I'll say about maybe not doing a se- another season of Jessica Jones is that that story was so personal, and that's what made it so good. Mm-hmm. You can't do that again. Sure. It would just be, here's a big bad, and Jessica Jones has to deal with it. Yeah. That's kind of not the same. Like, what made Jessica Jones so good was how it was about the characters. Right. I here, all right, Here's my here's my theory. If, if they want to do something interesting and, and a la Netflixy. Mm-hmm. um. I think they do a, another show and they just combine characters like technically Jessica Jones is from a book called Alias. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would see I could see them like launching another series called Alias. So that happens to have Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in it because they end up together eventually. Right. It's kind of thing. So I think I liked both things and I'd like to see more of them. Mm-hmm. I just think like maybe that's just the way they go. It's like, well, if instead of giving you each your own season, we'll do this thing where you're together. Yeah, or I mean, fuck, give me a, give me Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I mean, I know that's probably not going to happen, but like, the my Luke Cage and Iron Fist is you know old school, yellow frilly shirt, Afro Luke Cage and and you know traditional Iron Fist, which I'm I'm hoping he dons something close to the costume eventually, but I I don't know. Like I said, I'm not at the end, so I'm speaking before I'm even finished. I just uh, it's my initial take after I think I think I watched the first five. So basically, you're saying you didn't stop because right? It's not like a oh, nah. The internet's right. This is garbage. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, just... it's it definitely feels like the lesser than, but yeah. not awful. Hmm. And then I was just like, oh yeah, I can watch this and make it look better. <laughs> so let's do that. Okay. I'm way behind on Marvel Netflix shows. So, but yeah, I mean, that's that's all I've watched except for our homework stuff. Which, mm-hmm. in case you didn't know, we're doing a ton of extra podcasts over on patreon yes we are like 75 podcasts yeah like one podcast per minute like you know those clocks you see with like the human population the like babies being born it's, uh-huh. it's pretty much like how often we're posting it's the now. doomsday clock yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> because eventually we will be doing so many podcasts that it will form a singularity hmm. uh we will lap ourselves and right. be t- talking over ourselves in the studio <laughs> right well we have to be recording three podcasts at once on that side of the room we're doing one on this side of the room we're doing another right keep it down um <laughs> let's list them off so they're okay. the extra podcasts are for for patrons mm-hmm. um and they get there's tears so if you're if you're a subscriber at the one dollar level which podcast do you get you get Bamfcast extra uh-huh which, or early yeah you get the 30-day exclusive on Bamfcast extra nice uh you get uh the bonus bs podcast which is nice random but we're working on narrowing that down. We've got some right. ideas to get a regular thing going with that, but we still managed to squeeze one out <laughs> once a month or so. Yeah. Uh, you also get the no pretense of cool archives. Yep. Which we're just kind of throwing up there when a hot minute has gone by where we haven't posted any content. Yeah. When there's a four second break <laughs> and, and between we, we podcast actually, deluge. We haven't ruled out that one when we're caught up with that 
possibly doing others. Yeah. And making that kind of the home of that. Something. Yeah. Like um, that. But yeah, as, as of right now, that show needed a home. So we threw that on the $1 level just as a, as a bonus. Mm-hmm. So that's what you get at $1. Okay, tell them what they get for five dollars, Bob. Everything. Fun time torpedoes. That's it's my Star Trek: The Next Generation rewatch podcast. Uh huh. Doctor Who, you. Yep, that's us teaching Mackie <laughs> about the joys of Doctor yeah, Who. That's a Doctor Who new generation, like uh, Eccleston and later mm-hmm. uh, rewatch for us and a first watch for Mackie. Yes, he and- asks questions and we help him. Correct. And good news, everyone. Yep, that's Mackie watching Futurama. Yeah, I wouldn't completely called a rewatch because i mean i mean it's probably about it's mm, basically a first time watch for him it's not a rewatch. Seen a few he's seen episodes, episodes here, here yeah. and there but yeah yeah mine's it's mostly Mackie's... mine's but my like a 90 percent rewatch i mean i've yeah. probably seen most episodes of yeah. Yeah. mackie's is a journey through unwatched yes futurama Correct. yes and um that's it you're right? doing a poll i am <laughs> yeah um that <laughs> is at, that is at the one dollar level that's right. but that is not a that is not a podcast um, no but it is content you pay for true and it true. leads to content for all it does it does um at the one dollar level if you are a patron um i'm doing something instead of doing something movie related i am uh passing through my pile of shame uh with you guys along for the ride and if you're a patron at the one dollar level um every every month before the before the beginning before the first monday of the month i throw up a poll and it you'll have a few games to choose from and you basically get to pick the game that I play for my uh, journey through my pile of shame. Mm-hmm. And those live streams uh, are on Twitch every Monday night at 9 p.m. at twitch.tv slash no quarters net. And mm-hmm. uh, we just uh, we just went through Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> went through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I put a dent in Bloodborne. So I don't know. I feel I feel rather accomplished, like what I managed to achieve at Bloodborne, especially compared to where I started. Um and if you want to watch those uh, archived, they are at youtube.com slash noquartersnet. And um, I'm trying to remember to put them all in the playlist, but they're just there in the videos. And you can you can watch me scream and cry and all that. Oh, good. But uh, next month, there are some there are some doozies in there. Some <laughs> Well, on the list are Mass Effect mm-hmm. and... Um, Dragon Age. Dragon Age Origins and uh, Uncharted. Mm-hmm and uh, Alan Wake Mm -hmm. and uh, Gone Home and several other indie darlings, hopefully. So good choices. Yeah. So there's there's good choices and there's going to be some hot ass content coming up. Mm. Well, (laughs) fantastic. Uh, Also at the five dollar level is Bamcast Rewind, which is the video series where I'm going back and reviewing the movies that I wasn't here for. See, honestly, I think I I feel like this is the the thing you guys need the most out of all the things we're doing. I'm, I'm Sorry, I haven't said this to you before, Chuck, but no, I, I feel this is uh, extremely important content. Is it? Yes. Why? <laughs> um, it's just... I feel like it, it completes you. <laughs> <laughs> there was a hole in my heart. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like this... Not that this has like ever been a thing I've thought about in the last five, six, whatever years. Nine. nine. Uh, well, however long you've been around, I'm saying... Okay, like, yeah, like, right. I'm saying like... This this is like bridging the gap and uh-huh. and and making you even more whole. Like yes. like we're we're all one thing. Yes. Okay. It bridges the gap. One of us. We aren't fractured one of us. anymore. Right. We're becoming one. Right. Okay. Yes. That's fine. We're fractured. I, I think but it's. Whole. <laughs> I I for a while have been looking for an excuse to go back and and watch a lot of the movies that you guys had done. And had done some of them along the way, but really not anything in depth. And this seemed like. 
a thing. No, I, I, I'm just saying I, I I really enjoy this idea. Yeah, and it's also a good thing I think for us because it lets me look at some of the stuff that we've watched before with a different perspective and like your coverage of even though I think we may have had a disagreement or two about um <laughs> about Wicker Man like your coverage of that made me rethink the way I the way I feel about that movie. I think I, I gave that movie a fair shot. I I also feel like if you took any movie not necessarily just because of Chuck joining but in the link of time that we'd been doing it. Yes. Our first 90 episodes, we would have completely different opinions on now anyway. I, I definitely think, I think Wicker so. Man would be viewed differently. But yeah, I, I just almost any of them. Okay. Like, I mean, I think like Story of Ricky would be like, fuck, automatic five jocks. I mean, it was like, this is fucking awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like so many ways we would have looked at things different. Yeah. And I never, like, I never revisit one of the movies that we've watched. Mm-hmm. I I think I may have watched one or two here or there, like they've been on or I've, I think The Room I've seen four times since, but um, you've shown one or two movies to you've foisted a couple of movies upon people. Yeah, but it's not very often. Yeah. So, like thinking about them as, I mean, we're different people for sure. Mm-hmm. It's been nine years. It's, well, definitely right? living in a different world. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, so yes, absolutely. We have changed as well. We have changed, and the goal of this podcast is kind of shifted mm-hmm. as well. So, like getting to view that through my current lens is 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 much appreciated so yep. i like watching them yeah well episode two uh story of ricky is in production now that has been viewed that is being put together not as we speak because i'm sitting here podcasting but right right uh that, that i have seen you uh you know hint at uh-huh. work being done yeah so it's coming along and uh those will go up you know every so often so mm-hmm. kind of a historical time capsule-y thing with a fresh hot new spin on it I don't know. It's just a thing I could do. I make yeah. videos. That's what but, I do. But what we're really getting at is you probably should be kind of glad that we have full-time jobs because we'd probably be those assholes dropping like 90 minutes of content every day. Yeah. Oh, I would live stream everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> so big announcement on the homestead for me. Uh-huh. Um, oh, AT&T right. offers the one gigabit fiber in my area. So I'm getting the one gigabit fiber, mm-hmm. which will make my live streams better. Yep. And like if I didn't have a regular state or like go to work job, I would just live stream the fuck out of video games mm-hmm. for like eight hours a day. Yep. I mean, if that's something if that's not a threat, <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a threat, you can go to patreon.com slash BMF cast and help make this dream a reality. Yeah, right. You could. You yeah. Could. I mean, if you want hot ass live I mean, stream content, you know, you do it. Tell your friends. Then they tell two friends. And mm-hmm. right. Actually, just tell five friends and then yeah. hopefully they tell five friends because we don't have time for this multi- multi-level marketing shit to take off. Mm-hmm. You tell five yeah, friends yeah. and just tell them to tell 25 friends. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and so on. We've already told you and you guys out there listening yeah, to the us rest is on are you. our five friends. Mm-hmm. So get to work. <laughs> or yeah. just know that one really rich friend. You yeah, know, that's all we need. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But really, I mean, on the soles of their shoes. A a lot of you have already contributed and you already know about all this content and you're enjoying the hell out of it. And we so appreciate you. And that's why we're doing it. And sorry for that. This became an extended commercial. I just thought I thought it was important that we we usually kind of like throw that in the end. And I was like, let's actually Mm -hmm. take some time and discuss what's happening. It's a a a lot of stuff. But uh, I mean, some of it will just go free eventually. You know, some of it will Mm -hmm. only be on the Patreon for a limited time and other stuff is always going to be there. But five dollars isn't that much. And it really helps us out. We're we're starting to buy a lot more movies. Right. We're also looking at upgrading some equipment Mm -hmm. and um, it always pays for, you know, hosting 
right all the base for hosting shenanigans um, uh, it allowed us yeah. to do the pre-order on the shirts which right. we were then able to turn around and get those out to everybody so it's helped us do things that yeah. we've wanted to do for a yeah. while. Well, something like something like the shirts, just a little inside baseball, but like shirts are really expensive to mm-hmm. do. Like they're they're not cheap, and you have to you have to pay people for those shirts. You do. Um, and doing the pre order is is one way of helping it out, but also having the financial security to go. Okay, we're gonna do a pre order on these shirts, a limited thing, yeah. and we also don't have to worry about taking a loss out of our our actual pockets to which is where we were we were like man we should do shirts but right where do we get the money up front to do that exactly who knows so, if they're gonna sell right and and shirts generally are not like a super swift seller so we wanted to have some in stock so that we could do some some fun stuff with them yeah and that is a that is a cost risk that we're able to absorb by you know by doing the patreon mm-hmm. so just so you guys understand like that it it helps in ways that are that are not as obvious to the eye and, yeah. and we really appreciate it because we wouldn't be able to do stuff without it. I, I don't think we would have ever done shirts yeah. without it. Cause we, it, and next year we're putting on BMF con. <laughs> Whoa, no, wait, I'm, wait, I'm wait, totally wait, kidding. What? I am 100% kidding. <laughs> is that, that mean is... just like one day we hang out here in the studio for anyone that wants to come here? Cause we've, we've pretty much offered that anyone that's like a lanyard. As long as, you're, right. as long as you're like coming nearby where it's like, yeah, we, yeah. we really don't if care. If you contribute to the Patreon, you can have an hour in the ball pit. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, 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 right. we're, we're a lot like Jimmy King. It's like, oh, you yeah. got $30. Five you, minutes. You got five minutes. Come on. Personal appearance. Here's where we talk. All right. Get out. Right. <laughs> You want some fake Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> From our personal stash of fake Mountain Dew? Our private collection? Oh, man. Man, um, I would love to, like, I would love to think that we were, you know, important enough to do any sort of convention thing. We may. I think the closest we get is like, we can hey, appear we're going to be at a pinball convention. Come meet us. There's right. that. And we've met people that way. There's yeah. a, there's a pinball, pinball, fuck. There's a podcast convention in Orlando every year and it just wrapped up. And I'm thinking we should maybe go to that one year. It's Orlando and we're a yeah. podcast and, and we're in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like last month, but I, I never got an email about it until I got like some press release that it was over. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this press release about? <laughs> so it's called Podfest or something like that. But it, well, that's great. I, I don't know. It just seems like a thing we can go do and mm. network with, I don't know, general nerd. I bloggers. don't know, man. <laughs> I've, I've tried networking with podcasters. That's a mess. We probably shouldn't talk about it, but uh, let's read this email. Okay. It's about oh, some of them are really nice. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are good people. Yes. Not all of them. Some of them. Anyway, here's an email about Ready to Rumble that we got okay. just today. I'm ready to listen. Comes from Scott. Hey. Hello, Scott. Mm-hmm. Is that Scott from Seattle? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Formerly of uh, Yes. Yes, it is. Scott from Seattle. So... Uh, he says, my condolences on the film you had to watch tonight. Super condolences to Mackie. Mm. Ah. Who didn't even grow up with wrestling and has no context for any of this stuff. Well, Mackie decided he wasn't going to watch it. Uh, I do have fond movie, uh, fond memories of this film, though. As a kid, I had some physical health issues that saw me going to a boarding school with other kids with similar health issues. The owners were of some variety of Christian, and I don't recall. And as a result, things such as the ESRB and MPAA ratings were heavily enforced. When the entire school had a movie night, it had to be PG because there were 11 and 12 year olds at the school. That sort of thing. Mm. Despite that, those of us in the 13 to 17 range were able to watch PG-13 movies. And we watched the fuck out of Ready to Rumble. 
There were quite a few wrestling fans. This would have been around 1990, 2000, and we weren't allowed to watch wrestling, partly because of the content, partly because of how late it started. As a result, (laughs) they kept voting. We watched this movie, the one bit of wrestling they were allowed, and we watched it over and over again. We even made our own wrestling league, although it quickly fell apart because in the first fight, the person scheduled to lose decided not to. (laughs) Man. Ain't that always the way. (laughs) Went into business for themselves. (laughs) Backyard leagues. Since 2001, I hadn't seen the movie. Maybe a year ago, which was right after I began watching wrestling, I saw it again. Wow, it did not hold up. While there were a few gags I did enjoy, they were almost all due to nostalgia or remembering the room of full of young teens erupting into laughter at this dumbass film. The one thing I didn't understand at all until I learned more about who was in charge of WCW at the time, why a movie aimed squarely at wrestling fans decided to act like all wrestling fans are idiots. Crash and Burn, Scott from Seattle. Well, all wrestling fans are idiots, and I think we are, uh, you know, perfect example of that. We're lovable idiots, though. Yes, yes, we are. We have jobs. Barely. And a million podcasts. <laughs> None of which are about wrestling. Wrestling. I think we have a well, new podcast network. We have an I mean, archive. Ongoing ones are about no, wrestling. We have two old archived wrestling podcasts. And we somehow turned this one into about wrestling this sometimes. A lot of wrestling happened here for well, a month, for five We don't weeks. get to talk to you guys about wrestling that often, so we're taking the advantage. Mm-hmm. But sadly, the march to WrestleMania has concluded. It's true, yeah. Because yeah. WrestleMania is this Sunday. Sunday. From Orlando, Florida, we should be going. But yeah, we, it's but it's really expensive. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and it's also like 14 hours of wrestling. We spent In the our, sun. We spent all our money on podcast con. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you on guys BMF just donated a little more, we could have gone to WrestleMania. Thanks yeah, a lot. <laughs> you can get Next more year. time in the ball pit. <laughs> sure For anybody did. who doesn't understand that joke. <laughs> Um, I just want to tell so people know how like the saddest thing in the world. It's the it was best. Tumblr, right? Is it Tumblr Dashcon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Tumblr Dashcon. Like two years ago, there mm-hmm. was this like they were going to put on this convention and it was going to be cool and they'd have like a ball pit and if you ordered early, you get you get time in the ball pit and if you paid extra, you could get extra time in the ball pit, like an hour in the ball pit. And it turned out to be the saddest convention in the world. Like nobody went. There were no vendors. There were no tables. There were no exhibitions or talks hardly. But there and was there a was ball there pit. was a ball pit, and there was a picture of the ball pit, and there were like two lonely fat dudes or whatever. We well, fine if you're fat, but um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a little it's just kiddie a picture, a little, pool. Yeah, that's where I was getting. Yeah. it's a it's a kiddie pool sized. Hmm. Maybe maybe slightly larger than a kiddie pool. Maybe just a like one of those ones that just a crumbles in on itself yes. unless you have water in it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, and it's like it, like inflatable, oh, yeah. just half filled with with ball pit balls. Mm. And those dudes just look so sad. And it's like, oh oh, that was what you get at Dashcon. Your extra hour in the ball pit is the saddest fucking ball pit in the world. It was the worst. So look up Dashcon ball pit, and you'll have a lot of fun if you are a big fan of. Uh, looking at sad people right if you like yeah. cringing just go to dashcon yes. just go to dashcon ball pit dot dashcon dot slash con uh-huh. dot tumblr dot tumblr dot com yeah, yeah. slash dot dash oh the internet had fun that day yeah. when that picture surfaced oh man that was a fun day god boy god almighty and the reports out of that like yep oh good times man like nine out of ten conventions are on the up and up and every once in a while you just get one where it's just like oh man this is fucked. Yep. <laughs> so we promised that uh, BAMFCON if there's ever will not BMFCon, be BMFCon, yeah. shitty. If we promise a ball pit, <laughs> there's going to be a motherfucking ball pit. Goddamn right. 
but we probably won't pro- promise a ball pit because no, you know. that's expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be a bouncy house though. Just be a little hole in the wall. You dip your balls in it. <laughs> It'll be like a, just an oversized teapot. <laughs> the world's saddest glory hole. Hey, kids, put your balls There's in this hole. Under it. It's just a hole in the ground. Hey, you can get extra. You just, you just teabag this hole? What? Why are we affiliated with this? I don't want any part of this. It's a literal ball pit. Extra 10 minutes in the ball pit. Why oh, I'm you, sorry. You... Why would you stand there for 10 minutes? <laughs> well, you don't stand. I mean, I hope you don't. Shit. Can you get them to the, into a hole from standing? <laughs> if you want a discounted <laughs> ticket, you you can be the ball pit. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> this has just turned into a completely different convention. I approve. But <laughs> Man. I don't think the community here will allow this convention to happen. No, probably not. We're going to have to go to another state. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry. Perhaps, These are all sex Perhaps uh, <laughs> offshore. <laughs> yeah. International waters. BAFCAT. BAFCON. BAFCON is going to happen on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> to get on a barge out in the sea. Just come right. to sea land. <laughs> Home of BAFCON. <laughs> Home of BAFCON in Pirate Bay. <laughs> Where you can dip your balls in our ball pit. <laughs> an actual hole in the barge who knows where your balls will go <laughs> it that water might be ocean water you never know feel a slight tickle <laughs> that's the bamcast surprise <laughs> fuck All let right. the sea be your mistress in the, <laughs> in the ball pit Ah, uh, bit of the sea broth. <laughs> there it is, full circle. Sea broth. What happens to us when Mackie's there? Uh, I don't know. Let's just, is that the end of our emails? We should oh, just yeah, wrap this yeah, shit up. Yeah, it was up. just that one. Yeah, we should get right, the We got e- another email, but we're going to save it till Mackie right. comes back. Quick quick um, contact, because contact, we covered the, the Patreon portion. Yeah, bmfcast.com. Uh, everything that you could want is on the right-hand side, including uh, ways for you to show us your love monetarily. Pay extra and you'll get some more time in the ball pit. <laughs> That's our guarantee to you. Uh, yeah. Guaranteed hot ball pit action at BMFCon 2018. Oh, we got to wait a year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have the... We, we, we got, have the... Unless, unless the patrons really step it up, okay. you know. Look, I don't know if you're reading the current, current <laughs> political climate, but ball pit just ain't happening right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, not right no. now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nine one zero five Call us. Mm-hmm. Email us. BMF at bmfcast.com. Yep. All the social things slash bmfcast. Dip your balls in it. Yep. Let's get out of here, shall we? I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is BMFcast out. Bye.